0: Greetings Sifters, it's Game Face episode 44 here on Sifted.net Hope you guys are having a great week We definitely have an awesome show this week Lots of big games coming out over the last couple days Yeah, I have a feeling it's probably going to stay pretty rocking right up until E3 E3 is getting close by the way Uh, About two months? Yeah, I'm already starting to think about the planning for E3 for Sifted. Uh, Just getting started on it yet, so I don't really want to share a whole lot of what we're doing, but uh, just starting to put the plans together and things like that. Definitely want to get Pactor involved somehow Mm -hmm. uh, with our E3 stuff. At the very least, we'll do an interview with him or something, like right after the press conferences, to get his take on stuff. We'll also be doing like an E3 predictions episode with Pac uh, leading up to the show, so he's excited about it. I already got the invitation for his party. (laughs) <laughs> which is always a good time at e3 um a couple housekeeping things uh, first of all we're going to talk about a little bit later but holy cow sifted elite holy cow you guys a lot of green blew me away i cannot believe the response to sifted elite again we'll get to it a little bit later in the show but just right off the top i just want to thank you guys um i, I I'm humbled completely. It went far beyond my expectations for what it would do. Um, Thank you. So, one little thing we want to talk about before we get the show set off proper. Big update today to the PlayStation 4, Matt. Mm -hmm. Uh, PlayStation 4 version 3.5. Matt, there's something in there that you've been waiting for for a long time.
1: He tells you when your friends are online. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> what is this crazy cutting-edge technology Sony has developed? There
0: are so many things, and I was like today, I was like doing research for the show and like collecting all the information about this update. There's so much stuff in this yeah. update that I had just assumed was there. Oh, yeah, which maybe it says something. You mean like,
1: the... you mean like being able to set yourself to appear offline. Yeah. How is
0: that not a People part of People have been it?
1: wanting that since the PS3.
0: How has that not been a part of PSN?
1: No one, no one knows. Some things man was not meant to know.
0: Yeah, so the biggest thing, obviously, is PC remote play. Right. That's the biggest update. Basically, you can stream your PlayStation 4 via network. And play mm. it wherever you want, really. I Which mean, I have
1: not done myself, but apparently it works pretty well.
0: I have not done it myself, but I did watch several videos of it today in action. It looks really good. Um, I think the test, though, was in the same home. So you couldn't really see, you know, say somebody's trying to play their PlayStation 4 across the country. Mm. Um, it was kind of on the same network. But basically, you just have to download a little client for your PC, and off you go. Obviously, I'm guessing, you know, a pretty big response to what Microsoft was was doing already. Mm. Um, but a welcomed addition nonetheless. Um, User scheduled events. Basically, if you want to get everybody together to play, you can create a schedule and everybody will show up. You get together, you party up, and you go play. Um, Really makes the communities mean something now. Yeah, well, you can search for communities now. So all of you guys who have been struggling to find the Sifted community on PSN, (laughs) you can now just search for it and you'll be able to find it. I know people were doing a workaround before where they would ask me to be their friend and then they can find the community that way. You don't have to do that anymore. You can just search for it on PSN and it's lickety-split. Um, online notifications, USB music player, eh, not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe for some people, not for me but personally. But another one of those, like, it didn't already do that kind of Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I don't understand why it doesn't won't just stream from my PC. Uh, I mean, again, that's something that was in last-gen consoles yeah. that you would think would be an easy addition. Uh, Yeah, now you can set your status to uh, offline So, which again, I can't believe Like, when you review games now Or before, when you would review games, they'd send you this sheet And say, here's all the privacy Settings you need to change When you play Mm -hmm. this game for review So people can't come and look at your trophies Or anything like that So now it seems like it might be easier At least so people can't see what you're doing Right, immediately what you're doing At the very
1: least, handy for uh, people who want to play Dead or Alive Extreme 3 Yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> They're too embarrassed. <laughs> uh, there's team accounts now. I'm guessing that has more to do with competition, mm. esports, things like that, uh, and then a, a whole slew of updates to PlayStation Plus as well. Um, I would say this is probably the most significant update since launch. Yeah, I would say, it's, it's certainly in terms of like usability
1: and the you know the options and power it gives the, the player and the things that you actually really
0: want. Yeah. <laughs> Basic functionality. Yeah, that things. we had just assumed. A lot of it, I mean, I probably will never use. Right. Um, be, obviously, I would never use it because a lot of it I assume was already there. I just wasn't right. using it. So, slowly but surely, I mean, man, this late in the game to have some of this stuff just now coming online... Yeah, I don't I mean Sony
1: has always been a little behind the curve on the uh, online stuff. Um, Why does
0: Microsoft kick their butt so hard with this? Although Xbox One not in much better shape. No,
1: I mean originally, I think the the answer would be uh, Sony makes hardware and Microsoft made OSs. Yeah, that's a good which point. Which means yeah. like you know they knew how to do that yeah. better than Sony did. Also, I think for a while you kind of had the thing where it's like, well, PlayStation Network was free. You're looking to yeah. get anything, you know. But now it's a service in the same way that you know Xbox Live is, and you know they had to kind of can't keep up with the Joneses and I you know with that and with these new things in place I'd say they're kind of ahead of Xbox again at the very if they weren't already yeah um
0: Xbox One is still so clunky, man.
1: It is, and it's it's still behind the 360. And and that's the funny thing is when you load up like a backwards compatible 360 game on the Xbox One and it kind of goes into that 360 shell, and you're like, oh, look at the superior operating system you've shown me from your... It's weird that they even let you see that, you know, because... The other
0: problem I have with Xbox One... Bring back the blades! Yeah, seriously, I'm totally down with that. The other issue I have with Xbox One is like, if I go to an app, say I go to the YouTube app, and I watch a couple YouTube videos, go back and watch TV, and then come back to the YouTube app, it almost always crashes. Mm -hmm. I have to go back to the dashboard, hit the start button, and then close the app, and then reopen the app anew for it to work again. And that happens with a bunch of different apps. It happens with my Amazon video app, like...
1: Yeah, the the FS1 stuff seems much more unstable to me. Yeah, it's It's just slow and sluggish. Like,
0: you just, you click something and you think it's not, like, accepting the input, so you hit it again mm-hmm. and then it catches up and it goes through like five windows right. like real fast.
1: Like Even worse when you're like, trying to like hit the B button to back out whatever, and it doesn't register and you're like, come on, come on. And then it like backs all the way all out. All the way out, yeah. It's, like something out. You're like, I don't even know where I am now. Yeah. Or even like, I, you know, I haven't played Quantum Break yet, but I'm like, oh, maybe I'll pick up Quantum Break. And I go and like they've got the big thing, Quantum Break, get Quantum Break right now. And I, I, I click on it and it takes me like a commercial, like I went to a video. <laughs> I'm like, where's the, where's the game. And like. And All I, that
0: power, what are they doing? with The Xbox 360 was like... Yeah.
1: I had to click through like three screens to get to the part where I could purchase the game and by then I decided I, was, I didn't want to. <laughs> you
0: blew the impulse buy. Out of principle, yeah. <laughs> I was going to do it and like I was like, eh, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, look, it's great this update is out there. I'm still pretty disappointed and this far along that we're getting these features now in yeah. place. Well, hell, I mean,
1: friend notification and the ability to like do the schedule thing are like my most wanted for I don't know how long now. So. Yeah.
0: I'm, I mean, I wish it was a year ago, but I'm yeah. happy now. I'm just glad that people will be able to join the HIPTA community on PSN much easier. That, one, that
1: one's so weird. It's like, why would you create that feature and not let people find them? I like, know. Like, it's what is, like? That seems like job two after yeah. make
0: thing. You right.
1: know,
0: like, well, coupling you know. on that, though, the other cool thing about it is that once people are a part of that group, we can set up like play sessions now
2: mm-hmm.
0: on the sifted group and then we can all get together everyone will get notifications everyone can come together and we can all play together so lots of cool stuff Speaking in there rule the dark zone yeah. <laughs> lots of cool stuff in there a long time coming but as ryan stevens always like to say better late than pregnant so true <laughs> and with that it's time to get to the big six Doom. Doom. We do this every time. Doom. (laughs) Doom. (laughs) It's such a fun word to say. And almost almost more fun to play. Almost. Yeah. Did you get a chance to play it over the weekend? I did not. You did not. I played it. I played it for five or six hours. Um, I actually was completely oblivious to the fact that the demo only lasted the weekend. Or I would have played it even more. (laughs) I thought it was going to go for like five or six days. Nope. It was literally like a two and a half day, three day uh clothed beta. Um just two maps and two modes. Um both of the modes were team based. Mm. Which for me, I don't more know. When more I think of a
1: free-for-all deathmatch guy in the Doom realm well that's Doom, isn't
0: yeah. it? I mean when you think of Doom, you don't think of what like, team based objectives or anything like that. Like you just think about running around like you against everybody else trying to survive. True. Um yeah I'm really I'm really kind of stuck in the middle on this game to be honest with you because you know I th- you know a lot of people are like, well, was it doom? and but is is it being doom a good thing in this day and age, Matt? Do you think that like that's something that holds up? I mean there's look, there's a lot of arena shooters kind of coming back around again. Mm-hmm. There's like that free to play unreal game that does okay but not great. like Cliff Wozinski's making lawbreakers, which is another arena based shooter.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're trading very hard on the Doom name to get people interested. Just, you know... And it's funny, though, because, like, you know, for a long time, Doom clones were sort of the constant of the shooter genre, and now it's like, oh, wow, a dark shooter that's set in hell with demons and crazy weapons. Like, that's so unusual now. Now No, it's like
0: every game. yeah, Yeah, and,
1: like you know so i'm wondering like maybe it'll it might get some traction just off the fact that it's doom and the fact that it's not yet another, you know, military shooter like based in some form of reality um, yeah i can't i can't say it's like at the top of my must playlist right now i mean i didn't i guess i didn't play it on the beta just because i didn't really prioritize it yeah. you know i'd rather i was i was playing other things and doing other things in real life and i was just it just wasn't on my radar
0: it's, uh, the, one, the reason I was saying it's kind of caught in the middle is... It's pretty, it, though. It is pretty. There, and it runs, like, greased lightning. Yeah. Like, the frame rate in it is just ridiculous. But, like, looking at this map right now, the footage that we're showing you, like, I have not played a shooter on maps like this in forever. It's very classic. Where you have, like, these pathways that you have to run down, and there's, like, these, there's choke points on the mm. map. Like, all first-person shooters now, or, or most of them anyway, kind of have, like, a three-lane system, like a MOBA. And they're kind of open and you can get, you can find multiple ways to get to a particular place on the map. You can go up through a building and climb out a window and drop down. You can run around the side of the building, and run around the other side. Like this game, there's kind of one way to get mm-hmm. up to a place. And so in some ways it's good because it encourages confrontation. You're forced to fight constantly there's no camping in this game that's one thing i'll say you can't you can't cower in in the corner of a room somewhere and poke your head out of a window every once in a while trying to get kills like you are engaged 100 percent of the time but it also felt like a lot less tactical which i don't know if tactics and doom really go together all that well anyway um so that part of it feels old but then other parts of the game are very clearly uh, created with the modern shooter in mind, um, there's, like, a whole progression system, like, you start the game, you create your character, there's tons of, di- well, there's only two armor sets in the beta, but you can see where it's all headed, there's gonna mm. be a ton of armor sets, you can color each piece of armor however you want, um, there's a lot of customization in the helmets and everything, like, it's, it's pretty robust as far as, like, the character, creation and as far as unlocking new items and things like that in the game um, there are there's no rebounding health in hmm. this game. You pick up health. That is old school. Yeah. And you pick up ammo too. Although I would say like with the weapons in this game, most of them there's like no reloading because the, hmm. you have to pick up like the packs to kind of recharge them and they're all like energy weapons so to speak that just yep. run on that battery. So it's like, you know, you have that habit of when you play shooters that you get a kill, you reload, or you fire and you reload. And it mm-hmm. took me a long time to kind of break that habit of constantly hitting the reload button every time I fired the gun. So there's an alt fire for each weapon, uh, but the alt fire isn't all that different. Like, sometimes it'll just give you the ability to, like, aim down the sights or it'll give mm-hmm. you a scope or something like that. There's nothing that, like, changes it like a normal weapon into, like, a BFG or anything like that. Um One cool thing, and you saw it earlier, is you can pick up these tokens in the game, I think they're called demon tokens, and you literally turn into a demon. (laughs) And you play as that demon for a set amount of time. Um, There's only one demon in the beta, and this demon you can fly. Um, You have, like, dual rocket launchers, like, over your shoulder, and you basically just are, like, invincible Mm -hmm. for as long as it lasts. Not completely invincible. You can be killed, but it takes, like, a lot And then if you are killed, the other players can then pick up that token and play as the demon. It seemed like maybe five to ten seconds to me. I don't know exactly how long Mm it was. Um, So they can kind of turn the tide real quickly by turning into that demon. But it did kind of add a whole different element to the game. Like as soon as you turn into the demon, the whole other team is just like on Hmm. you, like going after you. So while you have like this crazy overpowered weaponry at your disposal, there's also the whole other team basically trying to wipe you out because they know that you can basically one-hit kill everybody. Um... After you die in the game, you can change the loadout every time, so you're not stuck with whatever loadout you have. Wow, you really won that one. <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred fifty um, is seventeen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a you can change the loadout after every death, and then there's these like buffs that you can select before you you respawn. Um, they give you like little boosts to your defense or your offense, um, and there's There's a variety of variety of them that you can pick from, so that keeps you from being locked into that one loadout. If you're if you're not playing well or whatever, you can switch it up on the fly. Um, No sprint in the game, Mm. which makes it feel old school as well. You move Uh, real fast anyway. Yeah, the the default speed in the game is like insane. And look, no one's ever going to play this game and be like, I think it's too slow. Like it needs (laughs) a sprint. Like that's just not going to happen. There is a double jump though. Um, so there's
1: a, some looks like there's a mantling as well. If you the get near enough is, to, a, to an edge, you can kind of pull
0: yourself up. Yeah, that is one part of the game I would say is a little janky. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't feel fluid and fast enough. Like, it kind of slows things down. But there's, like, portals and jump. I mean, for the most part, it is an old-school shooter. I mean, other than, like, the progression system um, and Ooh. the whole armor sets <laughs> and things like that, it feels like an old-school game. And like I said, I played it for four mm-hmm. or five hours... Um, I didn't really get sick of it in the amount of time that I played it.: It's pretty fun to watch.: It is. And you know you have the, 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 the finishers where you can mm-hmm. assassinate people with melees and things like that. Um, you know, I never got motion sick playing it because the frame rate's so solid. Oh, well, we'll throw you in the VR goggles. we'll see about that. <laughs> I couldn't imagine playing this game in <laughs> VR man. Holy crap. Um, but again, it was a really limited mm-hmm. beta. Two maps. Just enough to tell you it's Doom. Two modes, yeah. And uh, an open beta starts, I believe, next week. They just announced today. Mm -hmm. I think it's April 17th or whatever it kicks off. About that. that. Sounds right. And it'll be available for everybody. Um, Hopefully, they release more content Mm -hmm. for it. Because even in the five hours I had, I was like, yeah, I'm starting to get a little tired of these two maps that I'm playing on over and over again. Um, But, yes, everyone's going to be able to get a taste of this really soon. Um, It's going to be a free... Beta. Um, I definitely recommend checking it out, whether you're a Doom fan or not. Um, I had a blast playing it for the limited amount of time that I did. Do um, you have any questions about it, Matt? Um, I have more questions about the single player, I guess. Uh,
1: yeah, because that seems like more of an X factor. This feel this feels like it's you know a throw a throwback in a good way. At least if you liked those old games, and I did. Um,
0: yeah. So the pickups are health, armor, and ammo. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of get. Over golden triangle yeah
1: so do you um like to bring back pleasant memories of the old playing the old shooters you, you you feel like it doesn't have enough to hold interest very long is it is it does it have like a battlefront shallowness to it or are you think i mean sustain? If,
0: honestly if i had to compare it to any shooter that i've played recently i would say halo 5 is what it feels the most mm. like yeah hmm um interesting yeah But I mean, look, Halo's kind of moved left to center a little bit. Yeah. The last installment's moving a little bit closer to something like this. And I feel like these two games have kind of met in a weird center, maybe, is the best way Mm -hmm. to put it. Um, But it's fast. It's different. I mean, that's probably the best thing I could say about it, is that I don't feel like I'm playing just another shooter when I play Mm it. Which in this day and age is saying something, because they all just kind of feel the same. So I don't know that this game would have done well if it... Tried to be like every other shooter. And I don't think yeah, it I, would have don't done don't well think, if it was
1: Doom either. Uh, yeah, I don't think you wanted to like go the home front route with, no. with this one. It's, uh, it needed to be what it what it, its pedigree says it's going to be. I mean, just looking at the armor shards sitting around, you know what you're looking at. Oh, yeah. it's
0: uh, Shotguns. But, mm. Appropriately powerful. <laughs> yeah, You basically, even against the demon, you can kill the demon with just a few uh, rounds of buckshot up close. So
1: off of your uh, plane, uh, can you imagine, like, you know, obviously this seems like a pretty straightforward map like you can you imagine like other map types from the old days coming back like you think this is going to be kind of the greatest hits of the old map design i'm
0: sure and i wouldn't be surprised if literally old maps come back as dlc mm. mm-hmm. i think they announced the season pass is 40 bucks or something like that and i wouldn't be surprised at all if like the first dlc pack is straight up just all old doom maps mm. and that would be smart i mean yeah. people want to play those old maps with this new tech so yeah, I mean, I honestly, you know, playing on these mats with these really narrow walkways where you can fall to your death, I mean, it's really weird playing a shooter like that again. Like, it's been a long time since I've played, like, a Quake or an Unreal. So, it was an eye-opener. It took me a long time to just, like, strafing and things like that. Mm-hmm. You're so used to being able to just strafe to infinity. Mm. You strafe in this game more than three or four feet, you fall off the edge. <laughs> so, it, uh, it makes you think about shooters... Differently than you think about them currently, but it's also how you thought about them a long time ago. I mm. guess is the best way to put it. And some would say, oh, you know, there's a reason shooters have kind of moved away from this sort of design and these kind of maps. Um, and you know what? In some ways, I would agree with that. But I feel like there's room for both. There
1: ha I, I definitely and agree this with that type has been ignored so long that I think it's, it was, it's it's at least worth them you know doing it and trying it and seeing if like people like you know. Take to it like like we did back in the day because yeah part of the reason they were like this was because that was the limit of the tech at the time yeah yeah but like we still had fun
0: oh yeah of so, course well a lot of younger players have probably never even played a shooter like this yeah. like ever unless I mean how many millennials have gone back and played the original Doom I'm guessing not a ton of them so not too much. I mean I don't know is it on iPad. I know. <laughs> good one Probably I know. <laughs> It probably is Or somebody modded it and hacked it to make it work on uh, iOS or whatever So overall, I mean, you know, I would say If I was going to answer, you know, has my hype level increased or decreased based upon the beta I would say it's increased slightly mm-hmm. um, I had a really good time with it Again, didn't play it a ton um, so, it's, you know, I can't say that it's gonna not going to wear thin quickly. After five hours, I wanted to keep playing more, and I'd only played the same two maps and two modes over and over again. So, you know, again, this is just a multiplayer. There's a whole single player mm-hmm. campaign coming that, you know, I am a little nervous about, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering for the single player campaign, I'm very curious how they're going to handle difficulty, because these games were hard as nails they were. back yeah. in the day. They were. Yeah. Like even on easy mode, like you were gonna have to be pretty good to finish it.
0: Oh yeah, for so sure. So I'm
1: curious if they're gonna tone that down or if they're gonna embrace it. Or gonna turn Look,
0: it into like the dark souls of yeah. first person shooters. Well I mean
1: looking at looking at this, like I'm like maybe they're gonna embrace it. Like, you know, they they don't seem to be shy about like we're doing this we're doing this nineteen ninety five style, son. Yeah. Like, so maybe they will. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Especially in in a
0: world with no God mode. Yeah. Maybe that's the first thing we can set up, though, for uh, the Sifted group on PSN. Maybe we can set up a session where we play the mm-hmm. Doom Open Beta next week with all the Sifters. Be a lot of fun. Be interesting to get everyone else's uh, impressions of it, too, um, in the comments and whatnot on the site once everyone else gets to give it a spin. But mm-hmm. uh, overall, I was impressed with it. It's polished. It's a quality product. It's a Bethesda game through and through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the multiplayer in this was actually done by a different studio. I think it was actually done by a studio that worked on Halo, maybe, at one point Hmm. or another. So maybe that explains why I'm getting that vibe off of it. Um, The double jump really looks Halo 5-y. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like a little floaty. mm -hmm. It gives you a little room for error. Like it
1: really looks like the same timing. It might be exactly the same. I don't
0: know. (laughs) I'm guessing that's one thing that uh, Microsoft can't patent is a double jump. So... (laughs) You never know, though. Um, I don't know if Nampo can patent a load game. But look, you know, we don't don't know yet about the progression in the game, how the unlocks work, you know, Mm -hmm. how long is it going to take for you to unlock new armor and other cosmetics and things like that. You can paint, like, your guns, too, which I never even bothered doing. (laughs) Um...
1: That guy who killed me has amazing green guns. Right,
0: exactly. And, you know, I'm no sure this one is going to get microtransactioned out the ass. And yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they work Can't out. Can't wait to see the card collection system. Right. Yeah, exactly. So... That stuff's all up in the air. We don't know about all that yet. It could be a total disaster. They could do it really well. Bethesda typically does that, handles that stuff pretty well. Um, yeah. So I have some confidence that they were be able the to uh,
1: it. they were the first penguin in the water on the, with the horse armor. That's, so, well, that's so, right. Yeah. So they've learned. <laughs> they, they've learned Lander longer than anyone it, else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, hopefully next week we can all get together and play it as one big sifted group. At the very least, hopefully we can get, like, a team together so we can stay together and take on other uh, other teams and just totally kick some butt. So, yeah. We shall crush the easy allies. Yeah, ex- <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, I would really enjoy playing with you guys, playing this game. It's also very simple and easy to pick up. Mm-hmm. It's not complicated. Like, there's no real attachments on the guns. Like, your guns aren't leveling up. Like, I would say that yeah, in, some, in some ways it is kind of a shooter for people who don't play a lot of shooters, maybe, mm. is a good way to put it. So, we'll see. But it's time to move on. Um, next we're going to talk about another Nintendo employee getting <laughs> fired, another Treehouse employee getting fired. So you may remember, it was what, like three months ago, the other guy got... Yeah. So three months ago, one of the guys from the Treehouse went on a Nintendo fan site podcast and said entirely too much. Yeah. Like, Although not
1: crazy too much i mean yeah. was, i mean it's like too much in the nintendo world
0: i felt like i knew nintendo better than him yeah because watching the podcast i'm sitting there like like saying, i could have told you like, no yeah. don't do it a
1: lot of other companies i don't think would care no, but uh-huh. nintendo you knew that you're viol- you're violating you're violating kayfabe yeah. there for the, for the <laughs> pro wrestling fans um, you're not allowed to admit anything's wrong in nintendo world yeah
0: yeah so. So he lost his job, and now this week, another member of the Treehouse who also handled a lot of their streams at E3 mm-hmm. and demoed Games Live has lost her job. Allison Rapp is her name. There's a little bit more that gets mixed up in this, though. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a lot more that gets mixed up in this versus the case prior. So, a little bit of backstory. She, she's quite liberal on her Twitter oh, yeah. account. She's posted pictures of herself in... Suggest- suggestive... Lingerie, for and, lack of a better term.
1: Yeah. And very, you know, she was told to knock off that kind of stuff and the feminism stuff on her Twitter yeah. by Nintendo. Yeah. Um, I know there was a... The internet dug up a whole bunch of, uh, like, her, her like, masters, or th- her thesis in college involved, like, pedophilia and all this. Like, I mean, some pretty edgy opinions Yeah, she had written...
0: It. Yeah, some paper in college where I don't think that she was basically saying pedophilia was okay. It no, was a compare it, it was like a society comparison between right. the West and Japan. Right. And she was explaining how in Japan things are different yeah. and it's it's kind of accepted there to find mm-hmm. younger teenagers attractive. But I don't even like talking about this stuff. Right. I feel dirty talking but about it.
1: But but basically like it's like it's weird that, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, that was used as as ammo against her, and there was a kind of a smear campaign started against her. Nintendo says that the fire had nothing to do with that. It also, you know, and, like, you're kind of... I'm kind of inclined to, like, want to take... You know, want to, like, give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt, because, like... All her, her papers like and stuff like Were out there for you to see when you hired her You know, I mean, yeah. I f- have a hard time Believing they didn't, you know, research I, mean, I figure Nintendo must research their hires Pretty
0: thoroughly, right? Yeah, well, Nintendo Is saying that the reason that they're canning her Is because she was moonlighting on a second job mm-hmm. Um, I think the job Was being a model, or was Some kind of photography of some kind I don't, yeah, I don't know, know if it was... I don't was know
1: specifics on
0: that Me either, and I don't want to, you know, assume Anything about it, because... You know, someone lost their job over this. But the bottom line is that she was doing another job. She mm. says to pay her student loans, which a lot of us can probably yeah, not, sympathize with.
1: Not an outlandish claim
0: yeah. by any means. Um, but the bottom line is, is when she signed the contract with Nintendo, on that contract it says you can only work for us. And so for me, on an absolute base level, I'm on Nintendo's side here because she signed something. Mm-hmm. And then broke the contract, and you know regardless of all the periphery and the peripheral stuff that's I mean, going yeah, right on around this. Nintendo's
1: timing is bad. I mean, like it, you know maybe wanted to wait until all that died down a little more before uh, making that choice. But it also comes you know Nintendo's image is squeaky clean. That's how they do it. They go by the letter of their own law, and like just like the guy with you know when we talked about. Xenoblade on that podcast it's like you st- you step out a line of the family like the family's gonna whack you like that's well, she was
0: mixed in with, with Xenoblade Chronicles X as well because yeah. people erroneously said that it was her fault that they took out the boob slider in the no. game to well, adjust she, she
1: argued to keep it right so. but
0: you know the whole Gamergate thing went right. after her and and so here's the thing. So the I, the executive director of the IGDA yesterday comes out against Nintendo and was yeah, like, you, you don't realize what you're doing, like you are empowering these Gamer Gators, whatever you want to call them, the trolls, really, who basically got her fired. Because like you said earlier, so Nintendo, you would think, did its due diligence and researched this person before they hired her. But the truth of the matter is, is most companies just don't really have the time and the resources to do that. If there's one company that I would think would do that, though, it would be Nintendo. it's Nintendo.
1: Just you know, the Disney of this industry, basically. But,
0: but when you're hiring and firing so many people as a company that it's size, it's really impossible. Yeah. But I think it
1: also comes down to kind of Nintendo. You know, Nintendo really seems to, with their employees, especially their public-facing employees, have that sort of attitude of like, don't stand out, don't be too unique. You know, don't have an opinion on too many things that don't involve what we're supposed to have opinions on. You know. It's no way to live. No, I mean, at all, and she wasn't interested in living like that. And so, you know, she kind of tried to do, you know, do what was true to herself and keep her. What I assume was a pretty great job, and yeah. it, I'm sure that's fun being the Treehouse yeah. people. Um, and you know, and Nintendo decided uh, it wasn't worth it. Just too bad because she was good at it. I think you know, yeah. from what I saw of her when she would do streams. And well, she stuff.
0: certainly has a passion for games, for sure, without a doubt. Um, and I'm
1: just... sure, and you know, and at the same time, it's you know, I hate that someone lost their job over all this bullshit. But at the same time, like I feel like she'll find another, like, you know, enough people in the industry are aware of what happened here that I think there's plenty of companies that would be happy to have her.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, people are already rallying around her. The IGDA came out and said right. that. I mean, that's, that's a huge freaking deal.
1: Do you think Nintendo cares what the IGDA says? No. Why would it care at all? <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, Nintendo of America may care a smidge. Nintendo of Japan don't give two squirts about it at all. Yeah,
1: for some reason, I just picture Nintendo of Japan back. The what? The huh? The who and the where? The who? I don't what, know. What,
0: What's her name know. again? Like... Yeah, they don't care about that at all. But I mean, and look again on a base level, I find her at fault completely because she should have read her contract and knew it was in the contract and knew what she could or couldn't do. She should also know that she works for Nintendo. She saw somebody else get fired three months ago for mm-hmm. things like this. She knew what she was getting into when she decided to moonlight. So in some ways, I feel like she probably knew that it was might have happened, or maybe it was one of those like passive aggressive ways of her quitting, like. Mm.
1: She knew hard, she was... hard, hard to read her mind on that one. Exactly, but yeah. uh, you know, it's just it's it's kind of sucks that if you work for certain companies, you have to really tow a certain kind of imaginary line.
0: Well, Nint- it comes... look, Nintendo was put in a weird position here because what she did is a fireable offense, right? And you know, just like what the guy did on the podcast. Exactly, was. it's a by their company standards, people get fired for that. So what do you do if you're Nintendo? Because, look, Nintendo's mm-hmm. not dumb. It knew that Gamer Gators, look, the truth of the matter is is Nintendo can deny it all it wants, but the Gamer Gators and the people who were spamming their social media accounts, sending them emails, were doing all the research for them. Like, mm-hmm. Nintendo may have never found that college paper if it weren't for these activists, or whatever the hell you want to call them, calling their attention to it, and sending them all these photos that she had posted on her Twitter account from years and years ago. Like, Obviously, Nintendo had not done the research and found that stuff until these people went after this girl and basically ruined her career in some ways. Like, it was really dirty what they did to her. So Nintendo's in this really awkward position where they're like, okay, well, we found out about a lot of stuff that we don't like from these online terrorists, really. But she did do stuff that we know about without their help that's a fireable Mm -hmm. offense. But if we can her right now... Then it's going to empower all these cretins on the internet because now look at all these people who went after her and said all this stuff in Nintendo. They think it was
1: a victory. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. pounding
0: their chest. They're like, oh, that's because of us. Look at we made change. Like that part of it really freaking sucks. Like to see those people get a victory is really bothersome. And Even see, if it's
1: they, only in their own head. Right,
0: right. But that's all that matters right. to them. They don't it's, it's care just, about it anything It just means else. it's going to be
1: worse next time. Right, because now if they because find, they, if
0: find the to. next person to pick on, mm-hmm. they're going to be relentless because they know that ultimately if they dig up enough and are big enough jerks... They can make a change, and they yeah. can get that person fired. I mean, you know, going back to the whole thing with Intel and Gamasutra, where
1: even though the only change you are making is literally to this one person's life, yeah, you know, you're not. That didn't, this didn't change Nintendo for the better, right? Like the industry isn't better
0: for this happening. And so here's the question, though. So let's pretend we're Nintendo, and we know all mm-hmm. of this. We know that we that all this stuff was brought to our attention because of these jerks, basically, that we don't support, we don't believe in, but we still have all this information. Mm-hmm. How do you go forward with that? I don't know. I mean, if I'm Nintendo in that situation and I'm
1: being like a ruthless corporate person, I'm thinking that in the next year or so, like this, you know, we're into we're into, we're into the NX fiscal year now. Yeah. So the year the fiscal year, you know, it started in April, ends at the end of next March. This is this is the fiscal year where the NX is supposed to come out, right? We're somewhere in there. Yeah. It means for the next year, you got to control your message flawlessly. Yeah. So like you want to eliminate any kind of X factor, any kind of anything like that. So I can see them saying like, look, we don't want this person who moonlights and does things outside of our brand preference, and we don't want these crazy people continuing to come at us when we're trying to communicate to our potential customers for this new system in the coming months. I I I think they, they
0: did that as a combination of those two things. My question was actually, that's a great response by the way, you took a different angle though. My question was actually like, how do you go about letting her go? Oh. I don't know. I mean, do you I have you... no
1: HR experience. Right. really I, like I don't know what the right I mean, my, you know, my my empathetic response is, hey, at least wait until like the, the screaming about it dies down so you can like dismiss her without this kind of circus around it. But, you know, who knows if it was going to die down. How long was it going to take to die down? Would it, you know, would you end up have ended up, you know, having people still screaming about it during,
0: like, the Nintendo Direct at E3 or whatever happened, you know? I mean, that could happen. Yeah. I mean, their press conference at E3 could turn into a shit show if people decide to mm-hmm. step up and make a statement. I mean, we saw what happened to Anita Sarkeesian at E3 last year when people plastered her face, like, all over the streets, all around the convention. Like, you just don't know. Like... Mm-hmm. Somebody could go into their press conference and just be a total nuisance and have to be thrown out. Like, I mean, if you're Nintendo... Somebody could ask Miyamoto in Japanese if he likes working at Nintendo. Right, I mean, exactly. (laughs) That was an old E3 reference for
1: you you, you old school folks.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, does Nintendo go to her and say, look, we're going to fire you. And we don't want people to think that these jerks or the reason you're being fired. This is the reason Mm -hmm. you're being fired because you're moonlighting and you sign the contract and we'll show you in a contract where it says you can't do that and you broke one of our rules. But we don't want to empower these jerks to make them think that they're the reason that you're losing your job. So maybe they say to her, look, leave today. We'll pay you two or three months severance. You'll be paid to sit at home while you look for another job or whatever. You know, you'll know, you sign an NDA so you can't go on Twitter or Facebook and say I've been canned and Nintendo sucks or whatever. We'll pay you for two or three months. We'll let kind of all this blow over so people can immediately associate the Gamer Gators with this move that we're making. And we'll pay you for it. And then in two or three months, you move on. And hopefully by yeah. then you've already found another job and you have a smooth transition. Like there could have been, there were better ways to do this. Is what I'm
1: trying to say. Probably. And I get, you know, we'll never know the internal details of what happened there. or Who even demanded that the action be taken? You know, who knows how far up that, that went? You know, I don't know. I don't know how Nintendo works inside
0: like well, yeah. that. Well, nobody does. It's yeah. like, an, <laughs> like an iron wall. It's like the
1: fucking Wonka walk- chocolate t- factory in well, there. Well, if you talk
0: about it, you lose your job. Right, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, look, it's hard for me Probably to, no more
1: interviews from Treehouse people for a while. Yeah, exactly. If I, was, if I was in the Treehouse, I, I wouldn't come out of my
0: house yeah, at exactly. this point. <laughs> well, they didn't for <laughs> 20-some years. I mean, that's the thing about the Treehouse. That's right. They've
1: been around forever. They, they have
0: been around forever, and they were never allowed to talk to anybody. I remember one time a guy from the Treehouse came to deliver, like, I can't... It was like the Wii debug or whatever. Right. Like, the first Wii. Where like everything had to be locked to like the yeah they chained it to a desk and locked it with the bolt lock yeah. and everything
1: and if it you remember, you remember um, if it went offline if it if the if it got
0: turned off they'd call you oh yeah it's and like the what they'd, happened to the Wii no they had like, my phone number they would yeah. they called me three times at like three or four in the morning they're like your Wii just went offline yeah. and I'm like bro it's four a.m. <laughs> they're like I'm like there's nobody there yeah. like no one's taking it they're like well you need to go and they're like made me go into the office at, they're like as early as you can get there and I was like. Mm-hmm. Seven and they're like, can you get there earlier than that? And I'm like, no. no. Like, I can't. we had that happen when the the power
1: in the building. Went yeah, out. that's all it took. And like they and they're like and we're like yeah and they're they're like yeah the power's out. We're like while well, you're talking to me, I'm like yeah the phones aren't out. The power's a different yeah. circuit. Dude. Yeah, we
0: like flushed our AC system yeah. or whatever. and like and they're, and they're like well like, you
1: really need to get that back on as soon. And
0: we're like we're still trying to figure out if the show's gonna happen today. Yeah, yeah. I'm we'll worry about the bug. Right? Yeah. So they should. That was the first time I really got to talk to a treehouse employee they used to send PR people back in the N64 era to sit there and watch you play yeah, I remember that. the game. Like, literally, they'd bring an N64 with a steel cage around it with this mm-hmm. huge ROM in the top. Oh, yeah, the giant, like, foot-tall
1: foot Foot-tall ROM, rom. rom yeah. yeah.
0: And they'd sit there and watch you play the game the whole time. Mm-hmm. But those were just, like, PR reps from, like, Golan Harris, like, their right. PR firm or whatever. This was the first time I ever met a Treehouse employee, and I was like... You're from the treehouse? <laughs> I'm like, they let you out? And he's like, this is the first business trip I've ever gone on other than going to Japan to wow. our studios. Yeah. So, yeah. They have been locked away for mm-hmm. decades. And then finally they let them out, and look at what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I kind, of, I
1: mean, kind of a uh, an inevitable outcome of like the social media and streaming phenomenon is like you know you want your internal experts having some kind of contact in that form
0: with the community yeah because that's how you communicate with them now that's how you build your community yeah. and nintendo right now needs all the goodwill it can get so yeah this is the last thing nintendo needed to happen
1: yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to start hiring, like, Mormons or something. I, don't know. I mean, it's, like, it's it's what it reminds me of. It's kind of like... You, you I know, mean,
0: a lot of those Some real deep background
1: checks happening here.
0: I mean, a lot of those Treehouse people kind of look that way already. I mean, they're all just crazy happy and positive and... Well... At least on the outside. I, I,
1: well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're all roiling seas of turmoil inside. But, like, they all... I mean, also, that seems like a pretty good job. Yeah. You know? Working at Nintendo, you're in, in Seattle. It's good times. You're playing Yoshi games for work. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: I don't know. I've talked to some people from Nintendo who didn't enjoy their jobs all that much. So you
1: can get any amiibo you want out of that damn company store. But no shortages there.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't get crazy discounts though. No, like, you just have to pay you can for everything. That yeah. was, I
1: think that was what we got. A, we got a Wii from that store at one yeah. point, I think Just because like, we were up there the same, like, they, And like, that was when Wiis were gone was, right. you know, We couldn't you find, kind of find one them, yeah. Like, oh, we got tons in the company store, you want one? We're like, yeah. alright Because
0: like, we needed them for the show Well, we bought, and we're going completely on a tangent yeah. right now But, uh, I just, but we there, just, it's
1: just like that kind of How weird it is to sort of deal with Nintendo
0: sometimes Well, very quickly, they sent us one Wii And then right. the debug stuff but one retail unit. And the Wii was like, you know, you couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. So we were like, oh my god, this thing is gonna be gigantic. Like, you know, it was selling better than like any console ever. And so we contacted Nintendo and we're like, we're gonna need more units. And they're like, okay, well, you know, you have to pay for them and we have like a special order thing going on. They're like, how many do you want? And I was like, five. Like this thing is gonna be like the console for the next like Mm -hmm. five to six years. Like we need five of them. And so we paid them. They shipped them to us, and like four of them sat there and like yep. were never
1: used. We did the exact same thing. Like within a year, like you were people were just using Wii's to hold paper down. Yeah, like it, was just, it was nothing. It was like we had like one or two hooked up, in the you know including one of them, including the debug yeah. that was really the only one we used yeah, after a while. For us it was too, like that because yeah. that was the only thing you ever needed to review on that system was Nintendo's own games.
0: Yeah, because there were or no
1: other And games. they would come and they'd unlock the system and they'd stick the debug disk in and they'd lock it up and it'd be like two weeks and we're coming back for it. Yep. And you're like, okay. I <laughs> better get this done in <laughs> two guess, weeks. Guess we'll do
0: that. Hope you don't need any more footage of Mario Kart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's, going back to the topic, um, Matt... Do you, can you see any way where you feel any sympathy for this girl? I mean, look, I feel bad that these people went after her. Yeah, and... I, mean,
1: I feel sympathy for the fact that she was a target of bullying and, and this online bullshit. Uh, I mean, if she really was fired because, you know, she was moonlighting uh, as whatever, and that's against Nintendo's contract, I mean... It sucks that that happened, or that she felt the need to that she had to supplement her income or her student loans that way. But like, Nintendo's got to follow its own policies. So I also have. That's, a feeling. I mean, that's the nature of corporate life. You know, that's why you don't want to do that anymore. Right. You know, I mean, we're not. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just yeah. saying like. That's a fact of life when you're in
0: that situation, and it sucks. And I also sometimes it's gonna hit you in the face too. That Nintendo may not have known that she was moonlighting until like the harassers dug up. Yeah, I
1: I definitely think it's it's very possible that they had no idea any of this was happening. Because you know how yeah. how how much are you checking up on your own employees, especially because like clearly they trusted her because she was one of their f-
0: public facing people. Right? You know, yeah. um, it's, a it's a crappy situation. all, all around, around, really. Yeah. There's no way you can't look at it that way. Nintendo was put in an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. She put herself in an awkward situation, yeah. but then other people put her in an awkward situation. Yeah,
1: but like I said, you know, it's it's been publicized well enough, and people know what happened enough that I think there's other companies be happy to have her, and I hope uh, she lands somewhere where she's happy with it. You know, I'm sure it's it's never if you're a big big Nintendo fan, I bet like it, you know, just like that other guy. Who was talking about how it's like my dream job is over now and I don't know what to do? Cause I'm yeah. sure there's an element of that. If, like, that's, if you're a Nintendo kid and like, you get that job, it's like how do you ever move blow on it. from there? Well, how do you blow it? In or the you first blow place? it, right. <laughs> um, I, I feel less bad for him. Oh I, yeah. I think because yeah. he sort of he he was like He was asking for it basically. I would have known not to do that and I don't work, work for there, you yeah. I wouldn't even tell stories like that about like G four when I work there because you just don't know. We work for a giant corporate entity, you just don't know.
0: Well, just for instance, like, you know, we talk about tons of companies on this show and I've talked about tons of companies throughout my career, but if there's one company in the whole industry, when I go to talk about them that I think really hard and think twice about, it's Nintendo. Oh yeah. You most, never know. Most publishers are just like, look, that's editorial. You can and someone, someone from Nintendo is watching
1: this right now. I'm sure. You know, we see you. <laughs> I know you're there. <laughs> send me that. Send me amiibos. <laughs> he will be like, if you
0: pronounce it amiibo. Amiibo. I, <laughs> I need a Wii Fit Trainer amiibo to complete the collection. Yeah. See you E3. But look, Nintendo's the one publisher that like. You walk on eggshells around, yeah. like and yeah, they, it's like, because they don't need you. They don't need you. Well, they do need you. They do need you, but
1: they'll say they don't. They, you know, they'll convince themselves they don't. I mean, but they do.
0: They need us and everybody else more than ever. I mean,
1: maybe they wouldn't blacklist like IGN at this point, but I feel like most other outlets are probably not safe.
0: No, they'll blacklist anybody. Get- there's
1: a fly trying to
0: land <laughs> on me. Although Blacklist, you don't you worry That's about that. That's the Nintendo that, fly. The Nintendo <laughs> fly is here spying on us, it can hear us through it's the fly. That little pinhead camera. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just, you know, working in the industry, like, Nintendo is the one publisher that, like, you toe the line with. Like, when they send you, like, embargo information for a game, like, you read it, like, five freaking times. It makes, sure, because they're also really confusing. Like, we got, uh, Star Fox Zero and Star Fox Guard like a week and a half ago or whatever. And the streaming and footage are insane. Well, see, it's a little, I mean, at least you can say that. There were times back
1: in the old days when they'd say, like, you are not allowed to tell anyone you have this. Right, yeah. You know, it, it's a little freer, and at least you can say, hey, we got it, we're working on well, the side. Well, to review. be
0: perfectly honest with you, Matt, like I I had it last week and I didn't mention it be, <laughs> because like the embargo finally broke for the previews for it. Mm-hmm. So like previews started going up yesterday, so now I feel okay to mention that I have it because people are already saying, we have it. Here's a preview of it. But yeah, I mean, working with Nintendo, it's like Oh, I felt their sting before. Mm-hmm. GT felt their sting hard. I mean and we had been great partners and done great stuff for them and they just didn't care. They're yeah. like if they feel that you slighted them in any way, yeah. it's it's not pretty. So It's like living the godfather sometimes.
2: Yeah.
1: It and, is and kind and of then like, you broke my heart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I must kill you. It's like Reggie, why are you talking like that? I don't... <laughs> it's okay, right?
0: So, yeah, I mean, we're at the end of this topic, and it's like, I don't feel like I can say, oh, like, my condolences to anyone or best of luck to anybody. Like, it's just a really whacked out situation that will probably, Mm. honestly, maybe we'll get the story, though. It depends on her exit, if she got severance, which I have a feeling Nintendo may have given her severance to try to keep the... Negativity
1: out yeah. of her I know nothing about their corporate culture in that regard so yeah. I, just, I can't even hazard
0: a guess on it if it she a, got it would seven be nice. Sh- she won't be able to talk about it at all right if she didn't then I should call her and get the scoop <laughs> <laughs> I should get in touch with her right away so the phone's busy get off the phone Clappick. come on yeah but hey future warning to anybody who works at Nintendo man you don't mess around like yeah. you do what they tell you to do or you lose your job that's stay pretty much stay line it you do
1: the dance and you put that mouse suit on yep
0: all right, let's it's move like working on. at Disneyland. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the next topic of the big six. We're going to talk about Uncharted 4, a Thief Huge demo comes out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the demo that Sony put out officially lasted around 16 or 17 minutes. Some of the publications fiddled around in the, the world a little longer and got 20, 25 minutes out of it, but all pretty much the same area with the same objectives. Matt, what is your overall impressions of this demo?
1: Um, pretty. It is pretty. Uh, it's hard to really tell anything. I mean, just, I mean, like I, we all know, I think anyone who watched the show knows I'm skeptical of this one just because it's not Amy Hennig yeah. uh, steering the ship. I think
0: we, ship. Bo- we both are. I think we both gone on record um, saying that.
1: But I thought it felt like Uncharted, like the characters feel like themselves, they sound like themselves. Uh, I w- it wasn't less like, you know... It wasn't a drastic shift in tone or, or behavior or direction, I don't think. so. You don't think that there's a drastic shift in direction here? Well, direction in terms of like you can drive a car around like an open area, sure. But in terms of like how the characters, you know, Nathan oh, yeah. Drake seems like Nathan Drake.
0: Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, it kind of oh, yeah. is a big departure. I mean, Literally. it's basically like
1: an open world. Yeah, well, it's like, I mean, you can see kind of what they learned and what they did in Last of Us sort of ex- being expanded here. Where like Last of Us had, you know, open areas where you had, could run around and do stuff and get in fights and stuff and so I guess this is, I mean, it feels more like you're exploring places than following down sort of the narrow pathway that the other Uncharted games had. And Uncharted 3 had a little bit of open, little bit. openness, but not like this.
0: I was pretty surprised by this. Yeah. I mean, also for them to finally show this element of the game off, like really close to release. Mm-hmm. This is a big feature change for this game. I'm surprised this wasn't what they led with. Like, this maybe. is the new Uncharted, open world maybe. open areas, bigger more possibilities, like maybe more it wasn't flexibility. Ready yet. Maybe it wasn't ready yet. I don't know how that could be. I mean if you build a game... Dog's a polished company, you know, like
1: maybe they just didn't feel it was ready yet. And this is, I mean, look at look at the detail on this thing. Like, who knows how long it took to get all this working right?
0: Yeah. I mean, have you, I don't know if you noticed or not, but the mud on the Jeep. Oh, yeah. It's it's like legit real time. Like, it's really
1: how the splatter lands on the Jeep.
0: I don't know if that's the case. I still feel like it might be like textures or stickers, like, on the windshield and on the thing. But it washes off when you drive mm-hmm. in the water. Oh, perfect timing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like the mud will cake up on the tires as well and, and like have big clumps of dirt in the tires And then you go through the water And then you see there It just fl- like flies mm-hmm. off So yeah And you can see the mud there on the windshield um, I think when they back out And fly out through underneath this waterfall It like washes the mm-hmm. mud off the windshield And they get wet Oh yeah mm-hmm. While they're in the Jeep yeah. like, it, that's,
1: And that's that's a tricky physics proposition Like they, you know that was like the big you know a lot of people don't know it because like you know if we don't you know we don't know development very well, we don't know like what's a... the hardest thing about like Uncharted 2 was that train sequence because they had to have the physics of the world and those had to act on the train, and then the physics of the train had to act on the, the cars of the train plus the, the physics of the world and on the rails and the physics of the rails plus the cars plus the characters in the cars being acted upon by the physics of the train and the movement of the train. And the physics of the world—it's yeah. was, was like this, like triple or quadruple level of like physics and interactions—and to make it work right, you have to make it work right because we know what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. And so your brain will be like, ah, it looks fake. If you so they, you know, that that was an incredible accomplishment, and you don't even think about it twice because it looks so natural. Yeah. You never notice it. Yeah. And that's kind of the detail that Na- Naughty Dog puts into these things, and that's why they're, frankly, the best right now. You know, and you can see it again right here. They're taking. You know, this is clearly some stuff that could not have been done in the on the previous generation. Oh, my and God, they're, no. They're pushing it beyond, I think, anything else that's on a, a console right now. but Maybe oh, even yeah. PC.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I've never seen a game that looks this good. I mean, no. look, technically, sure, on PC. There's games that push more polygons, maybe have more effects. But I've never seen a game with this much attention to detail. I watched a little doc that showed the whole scene where the Jeep flips over and he's caught underneath the Jeep, and a fire it catches. And, like, mm. they talked for, like, five minutes about getting the flame flickering off of the dashboard of the overturned Jeep, like, just right. Like, most games don't even worry about that stuff. And here's the yeah. other thing, too, that they're showing right now that I was really shocked at, is that, like, the Jeep, is it isn't just, like, away from getting to point A to point B. Like, there are challenges associated with the Jeep. <laughs> it has a winch on the front of it. So... Sometimes if you can't get up certain, like, mud slicks or whatever, you have to wench the Jeep up the mud slick. The other part of it, too, is that, like, the physics for the mud and the water and the rocks are all realistic. So, like, part of the challenge when you're driving the mm-hmm. Jeep is trying to find a path of rock where you can actually get a grip with your tires to get up, like, inclines. Here's where they get stuck, I believe. They've, no, yeah, so here's where they start using the tires. They start looking for little pieces of rock that the tires can get a grip on so they can make it up the hill. Um, And then eventually they get to a place where I love can't make the,
1: it. the spare tire jiggles. Oh, yeah. And
0: like, so does the gas can, too. Yeah. That gas can in the back slides back and forth. So, I mean, it looks stunning. But let's, let's talk about the gameplay. Like, obviously the Jeep is, like, a big deal. It's not just, like, a way to get from point A to point mm-hmm. B. Like, there's actually some skill and some strategy involved with using it. But the combat that they show off in this demo, too. So, we've seen the whole swing, come down, like, land the punch mm-hmm. thing. And I thought that that was, like hand or like one situation that you use it and it's kind of like this context sensitive thing but no that's pretty much
1: what it's been in the other games
0: yeah but no and like you'll see in this demo like using the rope and combat with the rope is actually like a legitimate like gameplay mechanic that permeates like the whole game like you get on a rope you can control like which way you swing you can swing around corners to get into like little cubby holes um there's like Anchor points for the rope, like, all over the environment. So you can use it, like, all the time. Like, you tether the rope, you swing down, take out a couple enemies, tether the rope back to where you got it to, swing back to where you were. Like, I'm impressed, man. Like, mm-hmm. it, is, it, it really feels like it's going to be finally an evolution for this series for the first time. At least that's how I'm seeing it. Now, my, mm. my big concern here is that, like, does all this happen at the expense of the set piece moments because as you know once you start working in open world games like set piece moments Mm -hmm. aren't a big part of open world games because you kind of have this whole world that you're drawing at once (laughs) and like it makes it more challenging to do really impressive segments like that so i don't think everything in the game has to be open world oh for sure and i would be completely flabbergasted if it were like but you know what? I was flabbergasted when this started. Like I started watching this, and I was like, "What? This is uncharted!" Like, yeah, I don't know. I, it I reminds guess it, me of Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, some
1: like, <laughs> Metal Gear Five. I guess it doesn't surprise me all that much based on like what we saw at that other demo, which was also mostly driving, uh, which was all obviously. But that in a, was in also a more, like a
0: very linear path. A very like, linear
1: path, but there were various places to go, and clearly a ton of work had gone into you know, the driving in that, which never had really happened before to that degree and I figured like they must be using that somewhere else. Um, and now you can, now that you have the power to do large areas like this, why not?
0: But it does remind me it a lot. It makes sense in terms of, this. you know, the
1: setting and the, and the concept of the character what he does. Yeah.
0: But it does remind me a lot, this demo of Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah. Because it's like you're driving around in this open area, you come to like this encampment you go in, you clear the mm-hmm. encampment, you jump back in the Jeep, you take off. Like
1: I'm gonna guess this one's story is finished, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but going and... back
0: to Phantom Pain, it's like the one thing I really disliked about that game having an open world is I felt like it took away from those insane Metal Gear moments that the series always had because everything had to play out within the context mm-hmm. of this open world. So you really lost a lot of those crazy set pieces that you typically got with the franchise. Yeah, but I think that like those were supposed to be there and they just never got done. Maybe know? they didn't get done because making them work within the context of the open world took way yeah. too much work, and it was. I think
1: it was more because Kojima doesn't know how to stick manage to a budget, a and manage a project, right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like these guys, you know, if there's anyone I, you know, I trust to not do that with this, it's it's Naughty Dog. You know, they're not going to turn out some, you know, half-assed thing like that. I think it'll be okay. Uh, I, oh, I don't think be okay. I'm
0: not questioning the game's not going to be good. Don't right. get me wrong. I'm just saying that, like, one of the sort of keystone foundational points of this franchise is it's the set piece moments.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll have. It. I mean, this, this you know this is a setup for what is kind of a set piece moment here. You know, it, really? you know, it, I think it comes out of gameplay more than it comes out of like you know a scripted sequence. I don't but... hope you
0: don't have to do this very often, by the way. <laughs> like going and hooking like your uh, your hitch to a tree constantly to drag your jeep up a hill. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool the first time, not so much by the 10th or
1: 11th time. Maybe not, but you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe the winch eventually gets empowered to do it on its own. <laughs> yeah. you got you a hydraulic winch! It
0: so yeah. it shoots through the tree yeah. and just sinks into the tree, that would actually be awesome. The Bat but, Jeep. Yeah. So, more excited, less excited for this game after this demo man. Um.
1: Probably more, just in the sense that it's, you know, just more confirmation that they're pulling all the stops out on this thing. You know, it's not going to be, you know, they could just turn out like Uncharted 4, same as the last one, but better graphics. And clearly they're not going to. Uh, And also just, you know, the banter's there, the characters are there. Um, If I didn't know, you know, that Amy Hennig wasn't on it, I wouldn't necessarily guess she wasn't. So I feel pretty good about that.
0: I feel like they're showing a lot of restraint in marketing this game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet in terms of, like, you know, the saturation we're used to on games that, you know, cost this much and are this much of a tentpole.
0: It's not even necessarily the volume of promotional media or interviews or previews or whatever. We've also
1: barely seen, it feels like we've barely seen anything.
0: Right, it's what they show. Like, again, like, I don't know if we've really seen a crazy set piece moment. Like, there's the whole Jeep chase. Where, you know, there's you're, I mean, yeah, you're yeah, hanging from the rope along the bridge. and But we haven't seen anything of the magnitude of what we expect from Naughty Dog. Like yeah, we certainly haven't seen the
1: train sequence. Or we no. haven't seen the, the overturning ocean liner sequence.
0: And look, I don't want to no, see no, all no. that. I want to experience a lot of that when I play the game. But, you know, give a brother a biscuit here. <laughs> like.
1: I'm sure it's in there. I'm sure I know it's it. I'm sure
0: it is and I know it will be. But I'm patient. I can wait for it. I is, don't need to I feel to see like it. Uh, all the promotion for this game has been for people like us so right. far. Like people who will watch every frame and be like, "Oh my god, he's muddy now. Oh my god, he's hmm. not muddy now. Oh my gosh, look at that tire shake around in the back of the Jeep. Look at that gas can move around." Well, on
1: the other hand, I guess all you all you really need to do is show some of this stuff, you know, basically show snippets of the demo. That they did at E3 last year in a commercial form to people that, you know, because there's tons of, you know, the mass audience doesn't know these things come out right. until a month before when they start seeing ads on, you know, the basketball and the football games. And, uh, you know, just just play that up and I think you got it. But again, I'm interested to see what the sales on this are because, uh, you know, the other Uncharted games sell about a million, roughly a million each.
0: They end up They're doing, not- that's like their first... Few months, like ultimately, they're not huge hits. They're not. They hits. They're, not right.
1: they're not. A, they're not a game you can assume anyone who plays games has played. Right. And it, what it was like, Sony said, like when they were putting the Uncharted collection out last year, they said like their research showed that something somewhere between eighty-five and ninety-five percent of PlayStation Four owners had never played an Uncharted game. Yeah. Um, which is amazing to me. Oh
0: look, this is going to be the best-selling Uncharted. By, I think for sure. By several magnitudes, without a doubt.
1: So I'm interested to see how many new people they're bringing in on this series with this game.
0: But if you look back, I mean by the time Uncharted 3 came out, like the PlayStation 3's install base was pretty freaking huge. Yeah. I mean it, at that point it had almost caught up with Xbox You'd think 360.
1: 3 would, be, would have been a bigger game.
0: Or would have sold better. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just something about this series that is just not, it hasn't been like the mega hit so far. Um, I don't Know if I can really put my finger on it because I've enjoyed the crap out of all of them. No, I love them all, and I've reviewed every one of them extremely
1: highly. So I played. I played. Each, you know, I played the first game like probably like five, six times through. Yeah, just because I keep starting the series over and then I stall out after two yeah. because two's long. It
0: is the first one doesn't hold up so well no. now, <laughs> but I still like it. I still. Yeah. I, you know, I, don't... I mean, you can still see that a lot of TLC went into it. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like they
1: came so far with the other two beyond what oh, they did yeah. in that one.
0: I mean, for me, 3 was my favorite one. I felt like that was where... I mean, 2 was great. 1 was awesome. 2 was doubly awesome. 3, to me, was where they really just frickin' nailed everything. I think uh, my favorite's 2. A lot of people say that, yeah. And I can totally appreciate that perspective. But for me personally, it was 3 that I liked the most. So, in my opinion, they just kept getting better and better. So, I have no reason to believe that number 4 is going to take a step backwards. Um, But it is interesting to look at what they've shown. Um, They've shown a lot of combat in the promotional media so far. Um, which, you know, it probably mm. is a good idea because that does seem like one thing that they've changed a good bit or at least expanded on a good bit. But um, well, we don't really know the story.
1: No. We don't really know what's... I mean, we know his brother is back and we know... And he's probably in trouble. Elena's pissed. Yeah, and but she always is. And I think his brother is probably going to betray him. Double-cross like, him, yeah. Um, See but right we, here.
0: That is so yeah. freaking sweet, dude. Like,
1: But we don't know, like... What he's after, really? What he's, you know, what they're doing? Like how it's going to play out? It's, it, you know, and of course, A thief's end. We don't know.
0: Well, then they hint that you know he's dying or whatever. Also, this week, Naughty Dog came out and said that it would be totally fine with another studio making Uncharted Five, mm. which they say that now. Wait. Yeah, wait know. until that project gets about a year in, and they start to look at it, and they're like, "Oh, wait a minute." I mean, everybody
1: assumes like Drake's gonna die or whatever, but I I feel like it's more likely that he's you know he settles down and he's no you know a thief's end. He's no longer a thief. Yeah. Anymore, There's know?
0: many ways you can interpret it. I mean, I because I, I, awesome right hey yeah. I don't think
1: you want to. That's that's freaking awesome, right there, too, man. Yeah. Because I don't think you want to like close this series off to future installments, because I feel like this thing's gonna blow up in a certain way. That Sony's going to want more of these.
0: I mean, Sully's going to die.
1: You think? Yeah. I think without su- a doubt. I think Sully's immortal. He's the low-hanging fruit in all this, man. <laughs> I think that's because why you, he's not going to die. You it's too can, easy.
0: You can make another Uncharted without him. It's hard. To, and see, this is what I talk about with the rope. Like, it's not just mm-hmm. like this pre-canned, like, whatever. It's just... Straight up a part of the fabric of the gameplay.
1: See, if, if they made an Uncharted 5, I would want it to be like a prequel when Sully was like A younger. young guy, and he's I, like yeah, a star. Well, like, I mean, he, like like a period piece. when He, he can you know.
0: die in this one, and they can still yeah. do the prequel. But I think, I would say with 80% certainty, Sully is going to... Because it's the ultimate heart to pull yeah but everybody I think it's too, I loves think it's Look, easy. you're already getting bent out of shape over
1: it not really though i, I i'm bent out of shape over because i think it's too easy it's cliche it's it's too it's not naughty dog style it is
0: a video game
1: but it's also naughty dog <laughs>
0: cliches are us <laughs> naughty dog doesn't really do that much i though. don't know well he hasn't died yet no but they're they, passing they it teased off, it so. once it's always gonna die <laughs> that's what i think
1: too predictable
0: i think you're look you're emotional about it elena's i, I would be emotional about it she could i wouldn't care that much
1: you know who i think actually is gonna die? i think chloe's gonna show up just to get killed off <laughs> i think that's what's gonna happen
0: <laughs> elena's gonna kill her <laughs> she'll come back she'll be the double agent with drake's brother it'll be drake's brother and her who? will be like the bad guys and then it's up to drake and elena to take him down and solly's <laughs> the collateral damage in the middle that they all mourn when he dies you heard it here first, the plot for Uncharted 4. So, I don't know. I, I would be surprised if we get another demo like this before it releases. Yeah, I would think. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we got like
1: another, like, you know, not trailer, but, like, teaser thing of, like, hey, here's here's a big set piece moment. Like, Oh, they'll put
0: out a launch trailer for sure, mm-hmm. where they'll have, like, 20 frames of each scene or whatever. I know that'll happen. But another demo like this, I'd be really surprised.
1: No, I don't think they need
0: it. They don't need it. I mean... That demo,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Oh,
1: I mean, this is also pretty close to when the game was supposed to come out. You're right, uh, yeah.
0: So, And it's finished. It went gold weeks ago, so everything's lined up for it to hit its release date, which is good. Um, I don't see it getting delayed again. In fact, I would say with 100% certainty it's not going to be delayed again. So we yeah, don't have much don't longer so. to wait. It won't yeah. be long until we're going to have our hands on this thing. So hype level up, hype level down after that demo. I think up. I I mean, level it's, I mean, for me it's, too.
1: It's kind of hard to raise it anymore. It's, it's one of those games I'm sure of,
0: you know. Well, I'm a big gameplay guy, and the one part of Uncharted I had kind of tired of was the gameplay. Like by the mm. end of the third one, I was like, I really can't like wipe out another room of dudes. Like I, <laughs> I just can't do it. And uh, seeing some of the fundamental changes they've made to the gameplay with the semi-open world and the combat enhancements that they've made and the flexibility they've given you in combat, like that has me really excited. I know all the other stuff is going to be great. It's Naughty Dog. Um, the gameplay for me is always the X factor with this series, and it looks like it's headed in a good direction. So mm-hmm. hype level up, hype level up. Let's move on to the next topic. This one. <laughs> hype level down. Hype level down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not quite as excited about tomo as I was yeah. about Uncharted 4. So Nintendo's first ever mobile app, finally out, Matt, free to play, free to download. Yep. But not free to dress up. No. Well, you can earn... You can earn the
1: coins if you want. But... Yeah. So what's your impressions of this, Matt? It's like Tomodachi life with less to do. Yeah. Is There's it... nothing to do. No. I mean, you can answer questions about yourself and learn things about other, other people, people, sort of. But,
0: like, and it's just... That is the only positive thing I would probably say about Tomo, is that I learn things about Friends who I've known for a really long time mm. that I never would have learned ever.
1: I would I say that my main positive thing is uh, having Sean Baby as a friend. <laughs> He's hilarious. Because yeah, because every single answer he gives is insane. Oh Like, I know, like He yeah. doesn't. Every answer is just some crazy short story about something else.
0: His images are pretty uh, pretty <laughs> funny too. I, I have to admit, um, I'm I'm really disappointed in Me Tomo. I have got to say. Like, I just don't see the point in it. It's like you already have your own social network. Mm-hmm. Why did you build another one? That you have
1: to use those other social networks to build your Mitomo
0: network, too. Like, there's no. Well, I was talking about Meverse. Like, you've already built Meverse. Oh, yeah. Which is a, so- a social network. That's all it is. And now you built this app that's just a social network. Why wouldn't you just make Miiverse for mobile? Mm hmm. I mean,
1: clearly, it's a way to tie your mobile stuff in and your social media stuff in with your My Nintendo account. I mean, this is—it's is, a fishing expedition
0: almost. Right, but they could have done that with MeVerse, like. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand the strategy. I can't behind be disappointed,
1: but I can't be disappointed by this game because I had no expectations. All well, right, it's
0: it free, so it's yeah. hard to complain about free. But on the other to, the other side of the coin, it's like we have waited a long time for Nintendo to make its mobile debut. Well, like,
1: Nintendo's mobile debut is Pokemon Go, as far as I'm concerned. Like this is this is some kind of like side
0: bet it's been number one ever since it launched oh yeah on the app store the another thing too is the engagement for this thing has been insane like the the numbers that they have as far as how long people are sticking with it i haven't stuck with it at all i'm still waiting for you to approve my friend request yeah i I downloaded it i played it the first day i checked in the second day and i haven't gone back because i felt like everything i was getting in the app i was seeing in like my facebook and twitter feed anyway like Mm -hmm. the cool stuff like People make t- making crazy photos and things like that. Like, I got all that organically from everybody using it because it's all hooked into other social right. media networks. I've actually
1: seen more Mitomo photos on Facebook than in Mitomo. Right,
0: exactly. Like, you don't need to use MITomo to get the best parts of Mitomo out of it. Like mm-hmm. and just for people who maybe haven't tried it, we should probably give a quick synopsis of how it works. Um, you sign up, you can link your My Nintendo account to it right away. Oddly enough, it does not just automatically pull your me into the game. Wow. I have no idea why Very that. Very weird. I had to completely recreate my me for some reason. I have no idea why, because it synced my account. Lickety-split, no problem. So what? one thing that was really cool, though, is the voice. Did you fiddle around with that at all? Yeah, I made myself sound
1: like uh,
0: Maximilian
1: from The Black Hole.
0: I actually managed to make it sound almost exactly like me. Well... It's what I hear myself sound like anyway. Mm. You know how like you think you sound one way, and then you hear yourself oh, on yeah. recording, and you're like, I don't sound like that at all. I I sound like MitoMo, like how I hear to my, I hear myself as anyway. <laughs> so. It's cool. It's got like that little drag thing, like that little like circular interface where you can drag like the tone and the pitch and everything, and I managed to like finangle it to make it actually sound like me. So yeah,
1: I just made it try to, try to make mine sound as much like an evil robot as possible. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I gave up on trying to make it sound like anything.
0: Yep. So you, you do that. you create your me, uh, you select the voice, you put in a couple very simple personal data or whatever. And then it starts asking you questions,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like really weird questions. Not like what you would expect, like a Nintendo app to ask you. Like, yeah, it seems like kind of ad- like
1: targeted towards older audience in some yeah. ways. we like, at, at, the, at least like high school. You know, I guess they don't expect under thirteens to really be rocking the social network. And they're thing. wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> but like the agreement you agree-, agree to, like pretty much, you know you're not supposed to, like, you know, if you're under 13, at least in California, you're not supposed to be sharing personal data online. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to, That's like a restricted thing. So uh, it's in, like a lot, you know, a lot of the questions are like, you know, oh, what was your last purchase? Like, yeah. you know, where, where do you eat the most with your friends? You know, it's, it's like, it's clearly expecting you to have some kind of like- Life. Life outside <laughs> of all this, you know, and, or like, you know, the thing was like, how picture a bunch of flowers. How many flowers do you picture? And like the number of flowers you picture is supposed to indicate how many people you're going to date in your life. And like I've seen okay. some some of my friends that are just like millions. <laughs> so
0: I was like, good call, good call. Um, so after you do that, you answer a couple questions, then you kind of link your account with your other social media accounts with Facebook, Facebook Twitter, and uh, and people who have already know. downloaded the app and linked with Facebook will that and are friends of yours on Facebook will automatically appear for you to invite to your Mitomo mm-hmm. community, and then after that. You kind of you, you can like listen to things
1: about like answers that other people gave and you can heart them or comment them and then like you uh, can and then after you stop listening to other answers the game will usually ask you a question and then like you answer a question then so the idea is eventually everybody has all these answers built up and you can sort of like Learn stuff about the people you know that you never knew before Because you didn't think to ask them any of the questions Mitomo thought to ask them Right, yeah um, Or didn't care Or you just wouldn't want to ask them in the
0: first place never occurred to me to
1: ask anyone I know What's your favorite thing about cats Yeah yeah. Um, (laughs) Most of the answers to that, by the way Have been everything or nothing Yeah No one has a specific for that one Um and then, like, you can dress up, just the me up in different outfits, and like, you you earn coins by doing like missions. And then, like, there's like other like rewards coins you can get where you can spend it on like, like you can, right now. I think you can spend like uh, two fifty, two hundred fifty like, reward coins on a, a Mario outfit that yeah. like will go away on at the end of the month, and then that's it. You know? they so should it's have like just
0: made, in my opinion, find me from the 3DS for
1: mobile. Would have been more interesting than the drop game you play. Yeah. Like, there's that there's this game basically, it's, it's pachinko with a me. Like, you yeah. drop a me. Usually, it's one of my friends. Yeah. You drop him down this thing, and if they land on a platform that has, um, like, a, a, a prize item on it, you get that prize. It's like
0: Planko item. from The Price is Right. Right. Pachinko. <laughs> or,
1: pink, yeah. It's, uh, or a game of Lucky Hit. Yeah. Who wants to play a game of Lucky Hit? Yeah. Care for a game of Lucky Hit? No, I do not care for a game of Lucky Hit. Shenmue 3 is coming. Yeah. Buckle up. (laughs) Um, So it's like, and it's just like that. It's like weird little things. You know, you seem to encourage you to check in about 10 minutes a day. Yeah. And take care. You know, it's like that's about all there is to it. Find
0: me on mobile would have been awesome.
1: Because yeah, being every, able to do something with all these people you collect. Would because be the problem
0: with uh, Find Me on the 3DS is that everybody had to have a 3DS mm. to get the Street Pass. So if everybody has a mobile phone, so the Street Passes you would get for Find Me on mobile would just be mm. insane. Like well, the look, other thing is like the the app drains your battery oh, yeah, like you does. wouldn't
1: believe. Like it, it halves my my power time. Like it's crazy. So it's rendering
0: everything in even the in the background. background. Yeah. Yeah, no. I have to like double click yeah. my home button and cl- like get rid of it completely. Or otherwise... it, I mean, it does have a low power mode option because like it, apparently they knew it's, yeah. it's too much of a hog. But I feel like with with Me Tomo, everybody's jumping on board because it's Nintendo's first app. Yeah. If you or I had released this app, it would be a miserable failure. <laughs> there would have been like five people who would have tried it by now. Yeah. Like, and Nintendo probably would have sued us. And I just yeah, right. for the mean. Thing. Yeah. And I just don't see the point of it, man. Like I don't need another social network. In fact, I already have too many social networks. I can't keep up. Like I have Facebook and Twitter. That's about all I have the bandwidth to keep up with at this point. Like I can't keep up with like Instagram. I don't even have Snapchat installed. Like I just well, I don't, don't have
1: Snapchat installed because I'm not a twelve year old girl. <laughs> I, mean, uh...
0: I don't know. I mean, there's lots of I'm like twenty year olds. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> Is that where you admit defeat? Yes. <laughs> I feel like I might be a little too old for Mitomo. <laughs> like... Maybe.
1: My niece was very upset that she wasn't allowed to play Mitomo because uh, her her father felt it was too online sherry for a kid her age. I would agree with that. Uh, and then I was like, that actually was what reminded me that it was out. I was like, oh yeah, I should try that. And so I loaded it up and played with it for a while, came back down later. I was like, you're not missing anything. Kid. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you already have Tomodachi
0: life, just play that. You don't lose any sleep over it. So... I'm pretty disappointed that this is uh, Nintendo's first mobile outing. I hope people aren't turned off by it
1: and yeah, do, I mean, it's from... like it does what it says. It says what it does, kind of. Thing. It's, it's not like it's deficient in what it's trying to do. It's just we're not interested in it. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm not. It doesn't. It doesn't like dampen my spirits for like future Nintendo mobile outings. It just makes me think. Well, I didn't. Th- I didn't think this was going to be for me, and it is not for me. I mean, it and does. I'll still, I'll still toy with it. I still play. It. I look at it once a day. I'm sure like it'll be fun at E3 when like we see
0: each- everybody sees each other and we can compare stuff. But like, it does dampen my enthusiasm for Nintendo's mobile stuff a little bit, though, because I feel like they read the market wrong. Like,
1: apparently not. If you said it's as popular and attached as, as well, it is, well, it's
0: only been out for like four days. Like, what happens? Are people going to stick with Me TeMo? Or are they going to go back to Facebook and Twitter? I don't know. I think, they're going to go back to Facebook and Twitter. I don't
1: think people are using it instead of those. I think they're using it in, addi- in addition to those.
0: I just think eventually it's just going to fall off everyone's radar. And it's going to go away. Unless they were to create major enhancements for it or expand it to like a maybe a Find Me thing where there's actually some gamification going on there. Um, but if it stays as it is, I just... I don't see its long-term appeal. I just don't see it standing the test of time and people playing it for a long time. It's just like Miiverse. Like, when I first got it, I was posting stuff on there and taking screenshots and blah, blah, blah. And after, like, a couple months, I was like, I don't care.
1: I've never used Miiverse for anything. Never once. No. Never posted
0: anything on there. Don't care.
1: Wow. I like seeing the little drawings people make pop up on, yeah. the, on the big things sometimes. But, like, I don't, never, I've never, i never participated. I watched all the stuff pop up, the Miiverse stuff pop up around the... The worlds on uh, New Super Mario Brothers U once, and then I turn yeah. that shit off yeah. real fast. Um, yeah, so I mean, this is a more interesting application of that, but only marginally. Um, yeah, I'll keep looking at it till I forget one day and I never return.
0: And that's what'll happen.
1: Just like and I ev- predict
0: that'll be within a week. Just like every mobile <laughs> game,
1: basically. Yeah,
0: that's pretty accurate. All right, let's move on to the next topic. We're going to talk about Quantum Break. Well, you're going to talk
1: about quantum. Oh yeah,
0: my game of Val went up yesterday. I I played it obviously all the way through once, and I started playing through it again. I did not finish it the second time. I got about halfway through and kind of, in all honesty, I just kind of lost interest mm. <laughs> the second time through. Um, it's not a, an especially long game. It's when you include the FMV and the gameplay, it's uh, it's around ten hours. In fact, one of one of the sifters today posted his completion time, and it was like five almost six hours. And uh, so I'm guessing that whatever the actual clock in the game doesn't include the FMV. So you're looking at about six hours of gameplay um, from this game for $60, I might add. This is a full-price game. No multiplayer, no connectivity whatsoever, other than kind of like life is strange. Um, after you make a decision, you, uh, you can see the decisions that everybody else mm-hmm. made, all your friends. And then they just give you like a raw percentage for like everybody. Uh, to see if you kind of fall in line or if you buck the trend and whatnot. Um, this game, you know, for whatever reason, for me, like, I never saw it as, like, this hugely hyped game that was supposed to sell Xbox Ones. But I feel like over the last couple days that a lot of people did kind of take it that way. That it was going to be one of those, like, flagship games for Xbox One that, like, moved hardware mm-hmm. and...
1: Well, with, there's so few Xbox One-only games. And this one isn't either. isn't either. It, either. It's, it it's came on on PC out PC well. already. Although it sounds like if you're going to play, you should probably play the Xbox One version until they do something about the PC version. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can see why people would kind of end up under that impression because it's like what you know the Xbox has so little to offer that you can't get elsewhere. Like no wonder people would imagine it's like well this must this must be
0: the reason you need to have this system. It's like well maybe not. It's just uh, the reason I say that is because it's just not one of those games that you see, or at least me personally anecdotally. I wouldn't, you know, at Christmas, like, my uncle wasn't asking me about Quantum Break. Like, he's a good barometer. Or my nieces and nephews weren't like, what's up with Quantum Break? Like, but, and they're, look, they're gamers. Like, they're hardcore gamers. And they know what's up. Like, with games, they know all the hot stuff that's coming. Like, they've never asked me about Quantum Break. None of Mm -hmm. my friends have asked me about Quantum Break. I'll be
1: honest, I forgot it was this week. Yeah. Until I saw your gaming bell go up. I was like, oh, is that out already? Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, it came out yesterday. So... I don't know. I mean, some of the reviews were, the reviews for this have been all over the place. Yeah, there's
1: no like consensus right now. None at
0: all. I've seen everything from a 9.5 down to like a 6. Obviously, you saw my gaming about, ended up sitting at around a 5. Um, Obviously, our scores are generally lower than everyone else's, so it's kind of hard to put them in context with everyone else's, but everyone else's scores are Mm -hmm. all over the map. And I think a lot of it depends on what kind of a player you are. If you really enjoy story-driven games, I think you're going to like this game a lot more than someone who doesn't, because it is a story-driven game. Mm -hmm. I mean, the gameplay, a lot of times to me, and this almost feels like an afterthought, like... So is this like kinda of like a like a heavy rain kind of thing? Or? No, 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 no. It's not that bad. I mm. wouldn't utter those <laughs> words when talking about quantum break. No. Don't even get that thought in your mind that it's just like a walking simulator or this crazy passive experience. Like I don't think there's any quick time events in the whole game. Mm. So there is a shooting mechanic in the game where you actually <laughs> aim a gun and like fire it at things. Um is not very in depth, I would say though, like the Cover system is context sensitive. Like, there's no button to send yourself into cover. Like, you run up to something, whatever height it is, he just kind of like ducks in behind it. And there's like, um, obviously, there's cover that goes varying like levels. Like, piece of the cover will be at like head height, and then it'll go down to like waist height. And like, he'll. You know, if you run along that cover, like, he'll duck down as the cover gets lower. Consequently, you also have these really weird moments where you're just running through the environment, and he goes from, like, crouching to running to crouching to <laughs> running because the game is telling him that he's next to this mm. object that's, like, waist high or whatever. So, so you, can't really, you don't really lock on to the cover. So, if, like, you're at the edge of cover trying to poke around and shoot, like, a lot of times you'll go too far, and you'll get exposed, mm. and you'll get shot. Um... So, and look, I think part of that is that they don't want the game to be a stop-and-pop game because you also have this entire suite of, like, time-shifting powers. And uh, to be completely honest, you don't really need to use the time-shifting powers to finish the game. Like, you can just go right through the game just shooting everything and, and kill hmm. all the enemies that way. You don't have to use the powers. If you do use the powers, it becomes a lot easier. <laughs> like... Hmm. If you just try to shoot your way through it, like after the third act, it starts to get really tough and then you're pretty much required to start using your time-shifting powers. But you want to because they're really fun and really cool and that's it's what sets the whole game apart, is the ability to manipulate time. Um, in the early going... It was almost like Blinks the Time Sweeper. It's Blinks. Like you have all these stupid like platforming puzzles that like where it's like, "Oh, this crate fell. Well, now I rewind time and the crate goes up." Mm. Like that type of stuff. And so when the game first started, I was like, "No, I don't want to play Blinks again." Blinks. <laughs> I don't. No one gets that. No, we Except do. We do, we do. <laughs> I don't want to play this game again. Like that game <laughs> drove me crazy by the time I got to it, to the end of it. And thankfully, it's like just tutorial stuff for the most part. Like, it's just showing you, like, how each of the powers work, and it kind of teach you through these platforming sections, which is a good thing because, like, the traversal in the game is pretty much awful. Mm. Um, So I feel like the game does kind of teach you to, like, just use the powers instead of, like, playing it like a typical running gun game. But again, you can get through the game playing it that way if you want to. But the powers also kind of... Break the game a little bit Like there's this one power that you have Where you hold the left bumper And you run And basically you're running and time isn't passing So anytime you get in any sort of trouble You just hold the left bumper button And run away And mm. when you finish running They have no idea where you are Because hmm. to them you've basically just disappeared Right. So you can just cheese that Over and over again Anytime you get in hot water you just run away And then you hear them go "Huh? Where'd he go? <laughs> And then you can just kind of tactically, you can even, like, draw enemies away from the pack doing that and then disappear and then flank them. And it wasn't particularly well-balanced for the powers, I guess is the best Mm. way to put it. And the first two acts of the game is just a joke no matter what. It's, like, way too easy. Like, I think in the first, like, three hours I played this game, I died more times from getting smashed by a door. Because there's, (laughs) like, these doors that, like, open and shut like and you have to use your powers to like pause the door while it's mm. open and i died more times through that than i did from like combat from the enemies Eesh. um there's no enemy variety in the game at all there is lit i mean people complain about the divisions enemy variety oh that's like a smorgasbord of enemies compared to this game <laughs> like there's literally like five or six different enemies in the entire game and you shoot the same dudes over and over again. But going back to what I was saying, like, this is a story driven game. If you can enjoy playing games mostly for the story, you're going to regret buying this game. But, on the flip side, story is really good. Mm. Like, it's really good. And like, FMV has kind of turned into a dirty word in the industry, but the FMV in this game's really awesome. Like, Look, it's not Game of Thrones quality, it's not the Wire <laughs> quality, it's not the Walk, even the Walking Dead quality, and I say that with a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek, because, so, look, right. Walking Dead can get pretty damn campy and implausible, but... Well, that's just the show. <laughs> but, like, it's good. Like, mm. it kept me hooked into the plot the whole time, and look, you know, anytime you have, like, a... Time travel is a big plot device. It kind of gives the writers, like, the leeway to do whatever the hell they want. Um, but I felt like they showed a good bit of restraint in this game and didn't make, you know, too many, like, outlandish things where they, like, went back and said, oh, that never really happened. We went back mm. in time and changed it. Like Sorry. The acting is really good in the FMV. The production values are, like I say, it's like a cheap cable quality, right. like, production values. Like, some stuff looks really amazing... And every once in a while, you'll get like a shot that isn't lit quite right, or they skimped on the location fee and got some crappy location to shoot it. Hmm. But for the most part, like the actors do a really, really good job. And look, they paid for some big-time actors for this. Obviously, Iceman is the, the lead character hmm. in the game. You have two people from The Wire in it. Um, <laughs> you have Charlie from Lost. like. <laughs> it does kind of have an all-star television cast. I mean, all those people came from great TV shows and they deliver. Like the acting is good. I don't there really wasn't any moments in the game where I kind of laughed and like chuckled or thought, "Oh my gosh, that's like so ridiculous." Like and they're long. Like these FMV sequences, you finish a chapter an act as they're called in this game, and then they fire off like the FMV and it couldn't last like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Wow. And you said you were having some streaming problems with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So for the first 80% of the game, no problems at all. I got to towards the end of the game, and it just so happened that I was playing that part of the game around like 7.30 or 8 p.m. at our place, and we live in an apartment complex. So around that time, everybody gets home from work, and they all jump on the Internet to check their email or surf or go to Facebook or whatever, and so the internet in our building is always slow for this, like, little window. And it's not, like, crazy slow. I mean, you're still getting, you know, pretty good speeds, but it's normally it's, like, beastly. And this is, like, the time where if you do try to stream, like, 1080 raw footage, it'll stutter a little bit. Well, that's what happened. Like, all these FMVs are not a part of the game's digital code. So if mm-hmm. you download the digital version, you're not downloading, like... All that 1080p video and for good reason it's like it's huge oh it's like dozens and dozens of gigs so they stream it which is crazy like i don't know what's up with the disc version but i'm guessing you're gonna stream it on the disc version too because you know a blu-ray can only hold so much information yeah it doesn't,
1: they, yeah, it doesn't come on with the disc version
0: and so they would have had to do another disc yeah basically. yeah and so literally i am at like the most pivotal scene Like, of all the FMV that I had watched. Which is ours, by the way. (laughs) And it is, like, the most pivotal FMV scene, and it just stops. Hmm. And I was like, what? Like, literally just stopped cold. And I was like, okay, I'll be patient. This is really weird. Think about it, Matt. Think about it. Have you ever played a video game? One, where a cinema just stopped, period. But two, where, like, the most pivotal plot point in the whole game just didn't work. No, that's bad timing. Uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, it's bad luck on my part that it just happened I was playing it. When I mean, I have like, had
1: FMVs freeze, but it's usually on the Sega CD. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: It was a while ago. So it's just very awkward and jarring to be like, wait a minute. like, And <laughs> then it started playing. And they'd say, like, one word, and it would stop. One word, and it would stop. Mm. One word, and it would stop. And then finally, it just completely crapped out. And when that happens, they give you the option to download them to your hard drive if you want to, the FMV sequences. And apparently, I didn't notice this when I played it, but apparently you could do that right from the beginning mm-hmm. if you want there's, well. there's a
1: separate, like if you look at on the digital store, one of the related items is like the FMVs. Got
0: ya. And I didn't notice that. But I didn't need it until this point. It's like, it, mm-hmm. they streamed fine. And I will say, like, the video looks great. Like, the, that's probably why it's stutters, is because it's at a really high resolution of bit rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I, it was just something that has never happened to me before, and it just so happens that like this is the first time a game does something like this, and I get stung by it, and so it's just weird. Like if you're if you have like DSL or just a crappy cable connection or satellite cable, internet, mm-hmm. like you live out in the boonies somewhere, like you can't really play this game. Unless you want to like let your system sit there for like three days downloading 80 gigs of FMV. And the other problem too is that like if you only experience a story through the in-game cinemas, you'd have a rough idea of what was going on. It's like you're mm-hmm. 100% dependent on the FMV, but the FMV stuff is really where the story comes into its own. Because they're live actors. Right. Like. The inflection, the emotion, comes through in the FMV, and that's really an advantage of that medium for this game. Um, it but
1: oddly it, reminds me of the original Wasteland, where um, you had you didn't have FMV, but you had a separate booklet. Yeah, and it would tell you read paragraph right, right. yeah, thirty-four, and you'd read paragraph thirty-four. It's like, oh, that was really okay. That was really interesting. But I like, it was so like they could save like like a hundred k of right. text in the game, <laughs> which would have like doubled the size right. of the game. Of the right? game, yeah. Um but I, I, it's it's a really weird throwback, but every time I think about oh you gotta watch the MVs to really understand what the story is in this game, it reminds me of like, oh, it's like Wasteland and I had to read the separate book if you lost the booklet like you had no idea what the hell was going on. Yeah. It's just weird to have a It's weird how they separated it out. Like and it's that. just
0: weird to have like a game that's only single player and have it have issues playing it. Mm. I mean, that's insane. Look at the world that we've ended up at. Like we're in a place where a single player game You may not be able to experience the full story unless you have a good internet connection. What a time to be alive! It's insane man! I can't believe it like it just struck me like really hard. I mean one because it was just such a pivotal moment in the story and I'm sitting there like waiting for it to stutter its way (laughs) through it. But two just realizing that all the advances of technology have brought us to this place where like honestly like a story for a video game could kinda be ruined Mm -hmm. by the technology. I was really disappointed in that. So, but when the stories do work, like the FMV is great. I don't think it's going to usher in this new era of FMV games. And if you were going to say one game did that, it would probably be her story and not this game. Mm. Um, But, you know, I didn't feel like it was a detriment to the game. And I feel like in the past, before I played this game even, and even playing her story, like I always felt like FMV was a bit of a cop out. But in this game, I feel like it actually adds. A lot to it, instead of taking away from it or being a crutch, hmm. um, and a lot of that goes into investing the money into it with the great actors yeah. and the locations and the costuming and the sets and budget is king. Yeah, I mean it, it goes a long way in this. For, Did for you, sure.
1: do you feel that like can you feel the the remedy pedigree in it? Like, does it feel like you know, would you have known it was made by the Max Payne or the oh LA yeah, people?
0: oh yeah? I mean it's bullet time. Yeah. Like it's just bullet time. Times two, Like, it's just the well, next. Double time. Yeah, it's just the next evolution of bullet time. There's plenty of mm. moments where you've frozen time and you're walking past bullets that are just suspended in midair. Um, it's. Cr- I mean, there's some really. Visually, there's some really cool stuff in this game. Like, really freaking cool. Because, like, you kill. First of all, it's really hard to tell, like, what exactly is going on with time at any given time in this game. Because there's these weird, like, stutters and ripples and rifts that just happen on the fly. It's like the whole world just is constantly moving and shaking and fracturing. And, like, it's like glass breaks. And the little panes of glass are, like, different points in time. It's just insane. Mm -hmm. Like, all this stuff happening in real time on the fly, like, I'm totally cool with 720p. Like, honestly if that's the resolution they had to build this game at to make the stuff happen that happens in this game in real time, I am totally cool with it. Like, things are a little blurry, and you really notice it when they show you pre-rendered cinemas that show you what the character models are supposed to look like. Mm. But while you're playing the game, like, you never are really like, oh, this is 720p, it feels so dirty. Like, the stuff that the game does that makes it be a 720p game is totally worth it. Like, sometimes you get in, I think they're called... Ripples. I can't remember all the terminology that they use for the different time anomalies, but there's certain enemies that, or certain times where, if you kill an enemy, they kind of go into one of these like slow-mo poses, but they'll stay like suspended in air, along mm. with like all the sparks flying off their guns, all the particle effects from them getting shot, and then you can walk up to them and like push them, and it's like they're floating in like outer space, and it's really cool. Sometimes it gets in the way though, like you're trying to shoot out of cover and like. This body that's like hanging in the air is like hanging over like your sights. There's a couple places where it gets a little annoying, but it's just, I've never seen a game like it, ever. And look, I've seen a lot of video games, but this one is completely unique in its visual style. It's kind of like, and I mentioned this in the Game of it's like the synchronizations in Assassin's Creed, hmm. where everything kind of blows apart and then comes back together, except it's just doing it all game on the fly in real time. Um, the effects for all, you're seeing a lot of the effects for the powers here. They're all great and convincing. Like, just notice how, see how the the ground is always, like, doing a wave? Mm -hmm. Like, it's always, like, the whole game, let's see, again, it's just over and over. There's just waves going along the ground. Like, it's commendable. Like, (laughs) this is one of those games, like, I think I gave it a 7 for graphics. But, you know, it was a little bit better... On a technical level, as far as resolution and things like that, like, it would be a contender for best graphics of 2016. Like, it just simply does stuff like there. See how the sparks and everything? Like, yeah. I mean, visually, this game really impressed me. I don't care what resolution it's running at. It looks great. It does stuff. No, game, uh, no other game does. Um... And the the one thing I would say, too, is that, like, eventually you do start facing enemies who also manipulate time. Like, we just, I think we just saw that there. Yeah, Yeah, anytime the enemies have those, like, little backpack things on their back, that means that they can also, yeah, they can also manipulate time. One annoying thing that we just saw right there is they they zap in and then they melee you. But you cannot melee in this game. (laughs) The only way you can melee is if you're in that sprint that I was talking about earlier like, there'll be a prop that'll pop up above the enemy's heads that you tap, and then you can do a melee then, but there's no melee button. So if those guys zoom in and start meleeing you, you just have to run away and, like, <laughs> shoot them. You can't, like, melee them back. So there's lots of little quirks like that with the gameplay. And, uh, I mean, in all honesty, it's just one of those games that kind of has a lot of little quirks. Uh, but it's a fun game to play. The core experience is good. I don't think anybody will ever regret playing it. Like, I think once people start playing it, they'll get hooked into it. It's low commitment. It's 10 hours to finish the whole thing. Um, And I think once people start playing, they won't stop. But I think if people spent $60 on this game, it might be a different story. Mm -hmm. You know, For certain types of players, people who are kind of like me or maybe gameplay-first type players, probably will be disappointed in it. But if you're into story-driven games, it's probably going to end up being one of the better stories from this year. Um, Plenty of twists and turns. Keeps you guessing the whole time. Um, (laughs) Solid ending without resorting to sort of cheap tactics with the mm-hmm. plot. Um, but yeah, so one of the things that happens like see all those guys were dead but they were still looked like they're alive. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to tell sometimes if the enemies are dead. Yeah, I couldn't tell just looking at that. Yeah, because they, like you'll shoot <coughs> them and they'll just get frozen in time. If you walk up to them you can push them away and they'll float away. But from a distance you can't really tell that that's what happened. You think they're just still alive just standing still. So yeah. Uh, that's Quantum Break. I mean... Story, people who really like stories and games, I think you're going to like it a lot. People who don't give a crap about stories and games aren't going to like it as much. I think mm. most people will play it and enjoy it. Um, I just have a really hard time recommending it at full price, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, kinda,
1: I got that impression
0: off of, uh, well, mainly from,
1: from your review and from you know, other reviews. Just, like just It doesn't quite strike me as a $60 game for me.
0: Do I think it's going to move Xbox Ones?
1: No. I don't I don't did most people even know this is coming out. I don't know if they did or not. I haven't seen any commercials that I mean. actually them.
0: I have not seen a commercial for this game at all. Yeah. Not one.
1: Which is weird considering
0: the talent they have in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you should just put their faces in the commercial and be like, "Here's a new game with these people from the wire. Like, yeah. you love that show as you should." But uh yeah. So I enjoyed my time with it. I think most people will. I just don't mm-hmm. think $60 is a good price to pay for it. So, well, I have a feeling that it's not going to be $60 for too long. Probably not. Yeah, you'll probably be able to get that PC version pretty cheap pretty soon, I'm guessing. Yeah. So hold out for a couple months, sifters. At least that's my recommendation. Get this for 40 bucks. I think that would be cool, somebody paying for it, $40. Um, there is some incentive to play it again because there's, like, after every chapter, there's a major decision that you make. And it's a major decision. It's not just, like, do you want to wear a blue hat or a red hat? It's, like, hmm. It's like huge arc changing decisions, like who do you ally with like mm-hmm. the main bad guy or the guy that the main bad guy thinks is a bad guy like, and it changes like everything. it changes the FMVs that you see like in game, like even while you're running around, like they'll make different references on the fly related to like to the decisions that you made. Uh, there are real time cinemas and pre-rendered cinemas that change based upon your decisions that you hmm. make. Um, who lives and who dies changes... I mean, it makes a big difference. So, like I said, I got through... Halfway through the second playthrough, and I was like, I'll just watch these on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> because the gameplay wasn't holding up for me at that point. Um, but, yeah. And I think a lot of people probably will do that. They'll play it once, and then they'll probably watch the alternate videos on YouTube. Although I would guess Microsoft will do its damnedest to keep those off of YouTube. Mm, because it yeah. does kind of just ruin the whole thing. I'm sure somebody is already... Captured all the FMV and just posted it all as one like movie on YouTube. I'm fact. sure. I yeah. know. I'm sure that's probably done like an hour after it came out. So, yeah. So that's what I would say. quantum Break, not for everybody. Well, actually, I would say it is for everybody. I think everyone will enjoy it. At the right price. At the right, right price. Break. Yeah. That's what I would say. All right. Let's move on to the last topic of the Big Six for this episode. We're going to talk about Final mm. Fantasy XV. Realize we're a little bit late to the game on this, because mm. literally everything happened while we were ago. filming these last week's episode. But this stuff is just too big to not talk about. Plus, no one had really played the demo at this point last week. Uh, the demo's obviously been out there for a while. But let's let's start with the smaller stuff and build up to the demo. Let's talk about the promotion around this game. So... Came out this week. That Square Enix believes it needs to sell 10 million copies of this game to break even because it's been in development for 10 yeah. years. Yeah, makes luck sense. With that. I mean, if you really start thinking about all the employees that you've had hired on this project, mm-hmm. fired on this project, all the scrapping, the reworking that's been done over 10 years, I could see where 10 million copies is probably multiple needed. To engines, break
1: even. Multiple engines, multiple ever.
0: Yeah, just wow. So, they need this game to be a massive success. In fact, a success bigger than anything Square Enix has had in... Ever? Know, ever, maybe? Ever? Have they I ever mean, had a game sell 10 million copies? Not that I recall. I mean, um, like, Final
1: Fantasy VII has probably sold 30, 40 million over... Oh, over yeah, but I mean, that's over a long span of time. I mean, I mean you're probably looking at... you. you they need something to be a hit, a hit now that is the equivalent of what Final Fantasy VII was at the time right like you need you need a modern <clears throat> hit on the level of the 1997 hit that was seven
0: yep and so in that vein they have created an insane <clears throat> promotional program and the first thing that we're looking at right now is brotherhood which is i believe a five-part anime series i think there's five parts to it the first episode's already live five parts i believe
1: five sounds right i haven't been I haven't memorized all that yet, but I think it was five parts.
0: So they've created this completely separate anime show just to promote Final Fantasy 15. As you can see by what we just showed you, basically centers around the boy band driving around in the car. It's called Brotherhood, so I'm sure it's all about building the bonds between this group of ragamuffins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I prefer to call them vagabonds. Um, so you have that. And then you also have this other CG series called King's Glaive. Which is, is it a movie or a film?
1: I'm not clear on exactly what that is. I admit I didn't watch the whole presentation because I don't particularly care. Well, I put out like all trailers um, for each of these separately or whatever. But like, you know, I mean, looks cool
0: kind of looks at like my car looks like they're using that render farm they spent all that oh, money yeah. on in hawaii <laughs> finally again are they or did they i thought they shut all that down it looks like the spirit within to me
1: that was a long time ago maybe, maybe they rescued the equipment and dragged it back to japan
0: <laughs> i mean it looks to be on the same level
1: that looks better than better than spirits within to me really oh the, go back and watch the spirits within again like it doesn't look it doesn't look good it doesn't look as good as this oh no Oh no 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 no!
0: Yeah, my memory is definitely the uncanny valley
1: is not nearly as bad here. I mean, yeah, the 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 people, the, at least the facial expressions and basic animation in *Spirits Within* is is you know, frankly, sixteen years behind this. I mean, it, it, this definitely looks better.
0: Okay, um, so they have these two things. They also have a mobile game that they're working on. Actually, it's, it's a part of *Final Fantasy XV*. You can go into an arcade and play the pinball machine. It's called Justice Monsters 5.
1: Of course it is. (laughs) I I, I like that. I like Justice. It sounds like what they'd call law and order in another country. (laughs) Justice Monsters, Special Victims Unit. (laughs) Five. Five. Yeah, yeah. because there's five of them, right? Right, yeah. It's the five. It's not the fifth game. It's just there's five five people on the Justice Monster team.
0: Right, right. So it's a pinball game for mobile. You can play it inside Final Fantasy 15, or you can download the app separately to play on your mobile phone, your mobile device, your iPad, whatever. So that's three huge projects to promote this game, all with conceivably the goal of hitting 10 million in sales at least. But here, here's here's my issue with it, Matt.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All this promotion, to me anyway, resonates with the Japanese market. Save for maybe the CG maybe? stuff.
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see how you sell those four guys to the standard you like Western audience. Yeah. I don't like know. I don't mind them because I've watched anime my whole life. I, well, I get we're also calling them from. guys.
0: I mean, there's a lot of people in America who wouldn't know that they were dudes. Yeah, looking, the anime is a little more
1: clear, but well, one guy has facial hair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, they're pretty clearly guys to me. They're just you know.
0: Well, you're looking at anime right now, right? I think in the game, it's hard to tell that they're guys though. Yeah. I don't know. They're pretty effeminate anyway. Maybe from the
1: from the face, or like if it's a close shot, but like you know, wide shot, they're they're all clearly guys to me. I think.
0: But. uh... So if you're creating And look Obviously the anime I think the, I think the world Is weird in this game Like it's so It makes no Modern sense. yet not or. Like, it looks like It takes place In like the dark ages But it has Modern technology mm-hmm. Like yeah You're right Like the world Isn't cohesive at all It makes no sense Whatsoever to me But I think I'm okay with that Like that's not My big sticking point My issue with this Is like all these Promotional programs To me will appeal Far more to Japan Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to sell 10 million copies of a game, to me, that's a huge mistake. Like, every promotional program they have for this game should be targeted towards the West because mm-hmm. that's how they're going to hit 10 million. I mean, there are. Well, this reminds me of, like, when they tried to make the Matrix sequels,
1: like, the big multimedia project where you had to, like, go see. Final Flight of the Osiris opening another movie before the yeah. Matrix sequels came out, and then they had the Animatrix, and they had all this stuff online, and like nobody, nobody cared.
0: You like, couldn't nobody... follow it; it got too confusing. This is also confusing. I mean, we're sitting here, we live and breathe this stuff every day, and we're like, so how many episodes is that? Like, when, when does this come out? Is it coming out to the theater, or is it just on YouTube? Like, like I is this just
1: this? Just, like you say, it's just um it's a marketing technique that isn't used here really,
0: and. I don't see why it's going to work this time either. It's not even just a strategy, though. It's the content. It's like a lot of this stuff isn't going to appeal to Western audiences. And look, Mm -hmm. if you're trying to sell 10 million copies of a game, you have to go way outside the boundaries of the the Final Fantasy fan or the Square Enix fan. Like, you're not going to get 10 million in sales just from Square fans. Like, it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to appeal a little bit to the mass consumer. I mean, how many games reach 10 million in sales in a year? hardly any like one like call of duty that's like there's
1: it guys with there's guys with like armor casting sword magic but then there's like a 50s diner where you can play pinball machine like i don't i don't understand what Driving i'm looking around at in here old
0: convertible that flies it's pretty slick outie they got there earlier <laughs> in a it's just like i don't you know they're selling that car by the way there's only one really yeah <laughs> okay and they won't say how much it's going to cost too much. But Audi built it, and it was at like the whole press event, and they refuse to say how much it's going to cost. I <laughs> think they're going to auction it. Maybe I figure they'll
1: auction it. Yeah.
0: But uh, so to me, if the goal is hitting 10 million, like they're going about it completely the wrong way. Like they need to market to the West. Well, I think they should just they should
1: instead of spending all this money on these ex, you know extraneous things, they should have just you know advertised more. Like yeah. push the game. Like, you need the game to sell. Push the game. Don't put all this other weird stuff out. Like, I mean, maybe that's a, uh, a standard marketing tactic in Japan, but it's not going to work globally. 10 million. If you sold I don't know one, to one 10, I think 10 million sounded to me like more like they were trying, like it was kind of an ideal they
0: were trying to hit. No, they said up. to break even. They need 10 did they million. Say, to, did they say Yes, that? that was quoted in every article written about it. Every one. To break even, they need 10 million in sales. Well,
1: not, I don't think they're going to break even. I don't at, either. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't see this game selling. Not 10 with this
0: promotional strategy. I don't think they have a chance to hit ten million. I
1: don't think they have a chance to hit ten million, no matter what they do. Really? Yeah. I don't think Final Fantasy has that kind of cachet anymore. And I, I don't know don't, if it ever did. And having played the demo, I don't think the game's going to get word of mouth to strong enough to get people to ten million people to buy this game. I nice
0: segue, Kyle. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about the platinum demo now. Right. So, I have not played it. Mm-hmm. I've watched it. I've watched it. I've watched it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have not. I just haven't had time. I've been trying to get through Quantum Break. I'm still trying to get through Pulkin Tournament and playing Star Fox. I, I didn't have time to play it. But I I, I, I took, texted you and I was like, please make sure you oh, yeah. play it. So I play, I took a break from
1: my uh, my career, my road to the show career. On, on, uh, <laughs> You're I'm, playing a
0: baseball game.
1: Yeah, I like baseball. I just wow. don't care about professional sports. Um,. So I took a break from that and Hyper Light Drifter to uh, to delve into the Final Fantasy XV. Um, it's weird. It looks like, like
0: to me like Kingdom Hearts.
1: It doesn't feel like Kingdom Hearts too much. It's much no. stiffer. Stiffer. Uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts kind of has a has a a more fluid sort of platformy feel, and this one there's a little bit of mush to how it controls. I, I felt like he wasn't as responsive as Sora. I think what it sense.
0: is is that because Noctis is so young in this demo. And he kind of, fled. He, I don't know, It just yeah, Also, this again, it. he's
1: like, he, he's, he's unconscious in a forest and a magic fennec fox runs up to him and gives him a <laughs> cell phone <laughs> or a smartphone so he can text the kid through, like, what the hell am it I, I mean, so I know bizarre. it's a dream, this is a dream that it's that you're in the whole time. I know it's a dream, but it's like, I was like, what the hell is it? And there's like a lot of weird... Like, sometimes it looks amazing, and sometimes there's, like, weird image quality problems where, like, even on the title, like, the front title, I know it's just a demo, but it's, like, the front title screen that first comes up, it's this giant close-up of that Fennec Fox thing, the, yeah. the carbuncle, uh-huh. and, like, some of it, like, the ear looks really cool, With like, you can see through it, it's got, like, you know, a, a kind of, yeah. like, translucency, and there's fur on it, and then, like, the muzzle, like, the, the texture on the muzzle is, like, blurry, yeah. and I'm, like, what is, what happened? Like, how did that... Get through I don't get, I don't get So there's a lot of like Weird parts where it looks Kind of muddy Any, and more, then,
0: any more time
1: Matt I guess Ten years <laughs> 10 wasn't 10 enough Ten
0: years isn't enough
1: But it's like You know You can jump around You can dodge And then like Eventually you start Fighting guys And the fighting is interesting Because I thought It was going to be like fun, uh, You know like, like Kingdom Hearts
0: That's but what I thought It looked like But it's
1: not Because like I mean you can play it Sort of like that But if, you, the other thing is Like if you want to do Like more combos You can just hold The attack button And he just Attacks over that's and over.
0: It's a little final fanny fantasy. Um, yeah. RPG and then the same thing show. with the
1: dodge, but you hold that and he will automatically dodge stuff that can be dodged. Some stuff can't be dodged. And some of that's obvious and some of it isn't. Yeah. Um but that's basically how it works is like so you, you know you can you can it felt like I could combo button 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 if I wanted, but uh, it felt like the game wanted me to hold the button down more. But like the problem with that was like I felt I was way less in control and I felt like especially the boss you fight, the iron giant um, like I felt like committing to that meant it was going to be much harder to switch to defense and I had better results when I was tapping it back and forth so it was it's, it's like kind of this weird mix of, it's like they were trying to please both people who wanted to play an action game and people who wanted to play like a more traditional RPG and I don't know if either one really works too well I mean
0: I'm guessing also this combat system is what makes it into Final Fantasy 7 ultimately
1: yeah it's probably very similar I would think I mean, um, we've seen
0: combat. It looks the same.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping there's more to it, and I'm sure it'll open up more. But it's it, this. There's not a lot of meat on its bones so far. And like you can equip, equip like four different weapons and switch between them and magic and switch between them as you like. Um, I just didn't get a. I didn't feel this gave me a very clear picture of what to expect. At least not in a positive sense. Um, and of course, you can run around and explore. Is so that like, again? I have this problem with a lot of JRPGs now where it's like the world is so pretty but it's also so static and dead. Yeah. And like there's a section where you're in like this big like kind of
0: Star Ocean 5 is like that man yeah
1: I'm sure but it's like this big you know you can't go in the water and except for like you know to kind of run along this little yeah, little pathway there yeah and like you can't jump in and like until you until the the carbuncle says like oh jump in here this is the exit jump in here but until you get right, up this there exact spot you can't where you have to jump ju- yeah. In. yeah and or like you know in the next section here you're in this like giant room like a giant kind of Victorian like very nicely appointed room and like there's like Stacks of books you can explore. Through. What but the like, hell
0: just happened right there? You just jump it, through a It's ring. a dream.
1: So he's jumped into the next part of the dream, um, which is this giant room. And, like, and so there's, like, and weird that, things where, like, you run up to the, like, things in the giant room and, like, at one point... See, you, is it,
0: so time travel, dreams, dreams is the other your, cheap yeah. plot device where you can pretty much do whatever the right. crap you so want. So, like, the yep. dream is
1: the tutorial in this, uh, basically. And, like, I guess. And, like... So yeah, you wake up, up in, in the dog, dog bowl, bowl. <laughs> and um, you, but you can see like thing. there's all these things around here, and there's like at you, you, like, one point you go up to like this area where there's like a cave made out of books, and like there's like stuff made out of blocks, and like if you touch the blocks you can knock the blocks over, and you can kick these little miniature beach balls around, but like you can't do anything to like the teacup, <laughs> like the teacup is just a solid object, you can't be interacted with at all, or like there's like pressure pads in the in the last area. And like, there's like they
0: well, showed one earlier.
1: And they yeah, but these are like things you like they drop down and they don't seem to do anything. I'm like, oh, and then now there's like barrels everywhere, with exclamation points. Like maybe I can put those on, the if I kind of roll them over, you know, you can't grab them or move them. You can just knock into them and like kind of push them over, like kind of informally. Uh, but then like you, you roll them on top of the pressure pad and they don't press it down. Like it's, it's 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 like interaction for no. And of course everything in the like there you step on a on a pad and transformed into a truck. And what? Yeah. I mean, I know it's a dream and it's supposed to be... But it's like, it's giving... I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm like, are all the interactions and all the loot and all the various things like that, are those all done through pressure pads? Like that? They're like step on the thing and get an item? Candy. Or is it... Or like, Or is there... An, you know, I, I just don't know what this thing's trying to communicate to me. I think it's a very weird demo to have put out.
0: Well, I read... Uh, an opinion piece, I think, from but like look at the
1: floor, like the floor is gorgeous. Like, yeah. the, like, it looks really looks like real par- like wooden parquet floor. Uh, and then every once in a while, you're just like, sometimes the textures are good, sometimes they aren't. Like, now, that did you play great. the
0: PlayStation Four version? Yes,
1: because apparently the Xbox One version runs like butt. This didn't. I didn't think this ran too well either. Uh, fine, playable. You know, I didn't have a problem with it. But I was like, there's a couple times when I would rotate the camera. I'm just like, ooh, that's really
0: right on the edge right
1: on the edge of like 28 frames a second kind of yeah. like you can just see it starting to dip you know, it's a little much for it
0: um they spent a lot of time on this engine man yeah a lot of time
1: and there's a lot you know like look the, the fireworks effects look really cool and like the animations like you know great there's I just, no lighting though not really everything's kind of got this flat nothing has a shadow there's no shadows it's a dream though that's the thing is, I keep, I, keep, I I, I, I want to like just no shadows allowed in dreams. No shadows and dreams. <laughs> like, but like that's the thing is, like, part of me wants to kind of like be like, what the fuck is this? And like, part of me is like, well, it's a demo and it's a dream, and so I don't feel it's like fair to judge the whole game by this little snippet that may not even you know have relevance to reality. Yeah, I mean, there's no way reality. the whole
0: game is like this disjointed and like no, but like, tough.
1: but what I'm kind of getting at is, is I didn't find this particularly interesting to play this also reminds
0: me of kingdom hearts
1: yeah it's very (laughs) but again i don't think it controls as well as kingdom hearts i i I, maybe it's been too long since i played kingdom hearts and kingdom hearts doesn't control as well as i remember it but it just it feels stiff and i felt like i was not as immediately in control as i am in the kingdom hearts games yeah um and maybe that's something they were trying to go for but
0: i don't particularly like it um I mean, look. I have, Japanese I, RPGs have been falling behind for good eight years yeah. now. But I mean, really, I mean, not to, I, you
1: know, I don't, I don't want to like pass final judgment on this game off of a oh, ten of minute not. demo or anything. But like, I come out of this demo thinking, ten years? Yeah. Ten years, and this is what you did?
0: Yeah. Pretty, but I mean, look, this was a big coming out party. Literally, it was this big coming out party. They had pushed to this event for months and months. They put a release date out to announce the release date, which leaked coming out September thirtieth, and this is what is delivered. It's I don't know. I mean, you think they're gonna put out another demo before it comes out? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> like give me give me a taste <laughs>
1: of what the combat's really like. I mean, at the end of this, you you know you grow into adult or young adult uh, Noctis and right. have a real fight with the boss, but like. I, 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 this is. I mean, I would have to guess that this is probably the the very first thing, you, like a tutorial. The very first thing, the carbuncle seems to be the, probably the first. I don't think you it get. is though.
0: Actually, I don't think no? it's the start of the game. No. Because it really feels it. like easing you into how to play this game. Game Informer's cover story this month is Final Fantasy Fifteen. Poor timing, man. I feel bad for those guys because mm. they do this huge event and then their issue comes out, but. One of the things that they put out today was them talking to the developers about the opening section of the game, and they weren't talking about the demo, so Mm. this maybe comes right after, or I don't know, or maybe this is just a self-contained demo that doesn't have a whole lot to do with the main game. One can hope, right? I get. I mean, it's not the content that bothered me so much as that, like, it
1: doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel good to play.
0: But it's just like, you look at this game, and you try to compare it to something like The Witcher 3. And the freedom that you have to, like, go wherever you want and do whatever you want and pick up quests on the fly and, like, the combat feels good and immediate and visceral and, again, I just feel like Japanese Mm -hmm. RPGs are... And I kept doing the thing, it was like, you know, I'd see a new enemy and I'd go to,
1: you know, I was using the the hammer thing they give you early on and, like, I hit the button to hit him and, like, you know, he jumps and the the hammer attack is like a jump smash attack. Yeah, I saw
0: it earlier, yeah.
1: You know, he continually jump smashed at the wrong plate. Like the like in the in the time between hitting the button and the animation happening, the enemy had like gone over here, and so he missed them. Like over, and over. it just didn't feel good.
0: And there's no excuse for this game not being polished. Just demo not being polished. It's like this is what you're trying to sell your game with. You've worked on this game for 10 years. Like get your demo straight. Mm-hmm. Like to have it run, not great. That's a big concern, man. This game comes out in, like, four or five months. Like, they're not going to be able to do a ton of work on that engine to get it up to scratch. When you talk about all, I mean, I mean,
1: you start to see why they're, you know, maybe why they're abandoning this engine to go Unreal Engine Four for Final Fantasy VII. Yeah,
0: I tell because they've been busting their butt on it for ten years and they're still getting shitty results. (laughs) That's exactly why. They know the frame rate better than anybody, man, and they know how long they've been working to try to optimize this thing to get it where they need it, and they still can't get it there. So and i wonder too how much of this game is the fact that it's a hangover and it's been on several engines at this point it's moved from one platform to another and i mean usually games that take this long to develop end up not being that good
2: yeah
0: i mean that's just the way it is like most games that have been in development hell like when they come out they're just not very good and uh looking at you last guardian yeah, I mean, it it's, it's a little scary. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little nervous about that. I mean, I don't want to doom either one of these games, but... I would like to like a Final Fantasy again. I would love to. Love to. Like, I would love to rekindle that nostalgia I have had for this series since I was, like, a kid. Like, but...
1: And I like a lot of the, like, the design that's happening in, you know, like, I like the enemies, and I like the, you know, the animation's amazing. The I art's just, pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I just don't... I mean, maybe maybe it's just like I don't trust them I don't hard trust to trust them at this point
0: yeah. I mean when was the last time that this studio Made a great game I... <laughs> That's what I'm saying I like Birth
1: by Sleep It's about as far as I'll go Yeah I, I mean
0: the first demo For this I would argue Is better
1: Hmm to me, I think the main thing for me was the pressure pad. Like, everything was... A pad <laughs> really, it on. really bothers you. Well, because there's nothing in the world to touch. Like, there's yeah. like, you know... It, it is pretty stupid. Yeah, it's I just like, it. why is everything
0: abstracted?
1: Like, Why they, do you yeah. have
0: to step on a pad to do anything? And
1: I feel like that's been a thing with squares like RPG and action RPG stuff for far too long is that whole thing where it's like... Oh, we're just—we're not going to incorporate it into the environment in any meaningful way. We're just going to have you step on a thing, and a little light crystal will fly out, and like that'll be your inventory item you just got. It's like at least let me open a box or something,
0: you know? Well, I'll say one thing: I hope this game is good. It's my last chance for my fantasy team. Yeah, part of me wishes <laughs> I hadn't played this demo. Uh, I, well, I, it doesn't seem like it's really all that indicative of what the game's going to be. Maybe so. not. That creature is so weird, by the way. It really creeps. It's Carbuncle. Me out. It's a, fair, it's a fennec fox With a horn on it Yeah it's not, okay
1: and, and, a, and a really good Wi-Fi signal Apparently yeah. I guess that's What the horn it's does It's like a roving Cell phone tower <laughs> he's, he's your portable hotspot. With ears like that He must get reception Like you wouldn't believe Yeah
0: Any last uh, Observations of uh, Final Fantasy XV You want to share Before we move
1: uh, on I'm going to try to Like just Forget I played this and come at it with new eyes when it finally comes out because I didn't I didn't that demo did not make a good impression on me at all.
0: I'm gonna play it. I mean it's only 20 minutes long.
1: Don't do it. You're a young man. <laughs> you have so much to live for. No, I'd be interested to see what you think because I thought it was I thought it felt clunky and 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 just it, it it didn't it felt like it had a ways to go and at this point
0: there shouldn't be a there ways. There should be go. any ways to go. Yeah, I mean I'm like you. You know I want a Final Fantasy, a good Final Fantasy game. Um, I hope that they can get it cleaned up, but, I mean, based upon the stuff that you said, based upon what I've seen with my own eyes, based upon playing the first demo, based upon all the impressions I've read, based upon the analysis that Digital Foundry has done on the engine, it's not had enough to be something good right now. Maybe not. I really like the rain effects. Yeah. There are certain parts of the game that are really pretty. I mean, yeah. there's no denying it. There are... I mean, part of
1: that, I mean, obviously, that's why I, why I hope the pad things are just for the demo. Because, like, you know, it was like pads you step on and it changes the weather and changes the time of day and stuff. So, I hope it's just, like, we're just showing the engine off and this is the most expedient way to do that. Um, and there's a little but, you know, I still remember Final Fantasy thirteen and just how just empty that game was. Yeah. And, again good battle system i really like the battle system but i could not have cared less about the characters the world the story and the long long corridor they made me run down for 40 hours yeah. so i you know i don't know i don't know if they've learned anything the, the environments here are much more open and and and
0: you are know, they though it didn't they are really they are like but it. like
1: there's more you're not running down a total corridor like you used to I mean it was not disguised at all in final fantasy 13 right. but the problem is like the environments are also dead there's nothing to do yeah
0: in them. it's just like i was saying earlier, like going to something like this after playing a game like the witcher 3 it's it's a hard sell and yeah. especially in the west i mean that's what people like for us when someone says rpg what's the first thing that comes to your mind fantasy star fantasy star or like a classic <laughs> like for me yeah. it would be final fantasy like an old like 2d snes like mm-hmm. final fantasy when someone says
1: fantasy uh, final fantasy i think final fantasy 6
0: yeah but you talk to most modern gamers, and you say RPG. What do they think? They think games like The Witcher Skyrim. or Skyrim. Yeah, like or, or Fallout mm. or whatever. These open world, yeah. go wherever you want, and it's craft still, stuff. Like,
1: and it's still amazing to me because I I, remember, I still am old enough to remember a time where like everyone was just like, oh, the West will never beat Japan with oh, the yeah. RPGs. Like oh, they're just mopping the like floor. Japan with them. Japan will own RPGs forever. Like the West will never with these you know fake weird little sort you know D and D things and Baldur's Gate was a nice try, but it's not—you know—it's not. You know, it's not the it same really thing.
0: bothers me that there are no shadows on these characters at all.
1: I didn't notice that until you pointed it out. <laughs> but like, it really bothers me. Yeah, there are no. Sh- there's not even. There aren't even any shadows in the environment. Like the the objects no. there, like because you've got the light coming in the window. So
0: I said, there's no lighting in this.
1: Because you've got at light all. coming in the window and reflecting off the floor, but it's not casting a shadow through the on, on the furniture. Like the furniture Which, is not. Shadowed.
0: Yep. Yeah. I don't know, man japan's day may be done in the rpg market i mean if you want to sell 10 million like this game needs to be as good as the witcher 3 to send sell 10 million that's the truth or at least needs to
1: pull you in like it like the witcher 3 does or like fallout does and it doesn't like this demo didn't
0: maybe that maybe the actual game has a better better look. i mean are there gonna be other systems in the game is there crafting in this game like i don't know i doubt it i don't know man We'll see. They still got some months to pull it together. Maybe this is all a ruse. Maybe this was really just a tech demo to show off the engine. If that's the case, they might want to put some lighting in it. But
1: yeah, well, I, it <laughs> has the kind of that like milky, you know, Santa Monica in the morning quality <laughs> to the light. But, but like all the stuff from this game has that. Like yeah. even the cutscenes like look like that. They have this sort of like flat, cloudy day look. And like I don't know if that's intentional or if that's just the best they
0: can do. I don't know they got some work to do, though, before this thing comes out on September 30th, though. We'll see. We'll be here to talk about it on Game Face when it happens. So, it's time to move on to our trailer of the week. As always, start getting your questions into the chat right now so we can uh, start looking through them while the trailer is running. We're going to stick with the Doom theme for the trailer of the week. They released a CG trailer this week for Doom that is several magnitudes better than the Doom movie that was released, I have to say. Nowhere near as long, mind you. It's only about a minute long. It is called the Doom Fight Like Hell CG trailer. Let's check it out. Um,
1: game to succeed
0: all right so we already got some questions rolling in have you watched that by the way that cg trailer for what for for doom doom no you should watch it man i know you had to look for questions while it was but you should watch it whenever you get home and check it out it's really good stuff as far as cg trailers go Uh, here's one question i see right out of the gate from dartouris question if new users can start a free three-day trial at sifted what's stopping them from simply continually making new trial accounts continuously to see premium content. I don't like knowing it's possible for someone to manipulate this method and get all the content I pay $30 a year for for free. Uh, Simply simply typing nonsense info immediately grants trial access to premium content. Would love your input." Um, That's not the case at all. So, I don't want to get into too much of it because I don't want to kind of tell people how to game a system but I can tell you without a doubt that that doesn't happen. We have a way to make sure it doesn't happen. So that's all I'm going to say. I think that was one of the first questions I asked you. Yeah, yeah. The show. Yeah. It's the first question anybody asks when you he start a subscription it. service. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the first things we started working on uh, when we worked on security. So don't worry about it. We're not, we don't have people who are, like, signing up for a new trial account every three days. And, it, look, as a business, we couldn't do that anyway because it would kill us with bandwidth. So right. don't sweat it. It's, that's not happening.
1: Solo Dolo two four one. Do you think we'll see more of a trend of games being announced this E three for twenty sixteen release date like Fallout four was?
0: No. No. I don't think so. You think Bethesda will do that? Possible. I think if there's one publisher that would do it, obviously. It I mean, it be worked mad. once. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, could we see Sky the next Skyrim or whatever, and have it come out in November? It's possible. I would like that. I think everybody would like that. I it's feel like Duke. probably not. I, I mean, I would give that a. 35 to 40% chance of happening, but I probably would have given Fallout 4 that same percentage last year. So, mm-hmm. I don't see other publishers doing it, in all honesty. Uh, there's, they're just too big of bets. I think there are some franchises that you just know that no matter how much time people have to prepare for the fact that they're coming out, they're going to buy them. And Fallout's one of them. I mean, there aren't that many. Skyrim's one of them. Like, Elder Scrolls, anything is one of them. Like, Once you've built up a cache of quality and people come to expect that quality from that series or from that publisher or from that developer, then people are much more apt to be like, I don't need to know that much about this game. I'm going to buy it no matter what. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think it could happen with a Bethesda game. I think it's highly unlikely that somebody else would do it. I think the classic example of this is Diddy Kong Racing. Mm. They announced it, and a week later it was out for the N64. (laughs) during Christmas and it ended up selling really well. I think it sold like three or four million copies. So it has worked in the past, but most publishers they just have these elaborate I mean, look at what we're seeing with Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> like first of all it's taking ten years. Second of all, they're finally like, okay, we're coming down to home stretch. Here's a release date and now we have like three like movie series that were in a mobile game like most publishers are going mm-hmm. to stray closer to what Square Enix did than what Bethesda did, so it was Brave, and it paid off for Bethesda, but I don't see a lot of publishers following suit. So. Yeah.
1: Um, w Matthew asks, can we get a fantasy update? Who's winning and who's losing? I would say right now you're probably kicking my butt. Because well, my games are coming out.
0: Yeah. I've had a couple come out um, that did okay.
1: Well, a couple you picked are
0: not coming out this year. Well, one for sure is it. Mass Effect is not coming out this year for sure. Is yeah. there another
1: one? I thought there was another one, but I don't remember which one.
0: I know Mass Effect for sure it was my second overall mm. pick. So I lost my second overall pick like the literally day the... the day after we drafted. And
1: Day of the Tentacle did okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's hovering around uh, mid to high eight, I think something 80s. like yeah. that. That's good. you drafted that late, so that was a good value pick for you there. But yeah, we should probably actually take ten minutes and like add it yeah. up to next week's episode, give you an update. I don't I don't to be honest with you, like I've thought about it. <laughs> i just don't want to do it because i know when it happens i'm going to realize that it's like already over and i think part of it too is that like uh i don't want people to not be engaged with it either because i feel like what everybody sees where it's at everyone's gonna be like Matt one and no well, one's gonna care well anymore now if so. you don't do it now I'm, you're, everyone's gonna know we'll do it for next week I'll, I'll come in with an update and probably a very sobering one for me sadly but uh <laughs> we'll do it i'll have to bite the bullet and uh fair amount of year left um you only got so many games though. Yeah, it's not really it's not like about like a real sports season where you're like, Well, you got twenty games left. Like Yeah, but if
1: I picked a couple of bombs and you picked a couple of good ones, it could even back out. I haven't I haven't blown the field away with anything. I've just gotten sevens and eights. So.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that's what I mean. Like, I knew coming in this season that all that really mattered was making sure you had ten games that came out and then
1: yeah, <laughs> I never yeah. thought Mass Effect was coming this. Year, I did
0: though. up I, until like the next day when they're like, "Oh no, here's <laughs> our financial report, and it's not." Uh, oh well, that's fantasy sports. Sometimes you get burnt. <laughs>
1: Trans. Transpercenegi. I don't know what how to pronounce that. Transpercenegi. I don't know. Sorry. Do you think Phil Spencer has been reversing the course of the Xbox One, or do you think he's sent the brand into full speed off a cliff?
0: <laughs> well, we heard all those rumors about the Xbox One, like, expanding. We heard that first, before we ever heard of the PS4.5 or the PS4K, whatever you want to call it. And then we hear about the Sony stuff, and now Phil Spencer is like, oh no, I don't have any intention of doing that with the Xbox, which... If Sony does increase the power of its console, it could end up being a huge mistake for Microsoft because it's already just barely treading water with the PlayStation Four. I mean, they beefed that thing up, and mm. it could be bad. I think Microsoft's just kind of in a bad place anyway. To be honest, like yeah,
1: I don't. I don't know if they know what they want right now.
0: I mean, they want convergence. They want just everyone to use their OS. Basically, they want me to use
1: Windows Ten. That's for everything.
0: For sure. Yeah. Nope. And DirectX 12. Not yet.
1: Yeah. I don't like your UWP thing.
0: Yeah, I honestly don't like where Microsoft is headed, to be honest with you. Like, you know, now that i played Quantum Break, which was supposed to be one of their marquee games, and it's good, but not amazing. Mm. Now they're just Tim Sweeney. What? Didn't Sweeney say something about, like, we have to stop them or something like that? Yeah. And then, you know, Gears is being built by a new studio, and we saw how that worked with the first Halo by a new studio. I... Mm. And we just keep seeing this cycle again of Forza, Forza Horizon, Gears, and then they cancel Fable Legends, which probably was one of the few games that actually looked like something different and unique. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and now, after like Quantum Break, you gotta wonder what the PC version of Scalebound is gonna be like. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Things aren't looking so good in Microsoft land right now. Maybe Nintendo has a window with the NX. If Microsoft truly falters there, so. I think a a lot of
1: people this generation don't have a second console.
0: No, I would agree with that. So
1: Nintendo probably has. Just
0: idiots like us. Yeah, well.
1: If. You know, Nintendo probably has an an opening there if they can get in there and and make a case for it.
0: Yep. Let's see.
1: Eric Estrada12, what are your thoughts on the new God of War 4 leaked images and the Nordic setting?
0: I don't know that they're legit. Somebody said they were legit. I mean, I believe they were made by an artist who worked at Sony Santa Monica. Mm. But, you know, he could have worked there two years ago. And it could be like they could have went to their artists and said, Hey, everybody pitch us on a concept for God of War 4. And maybe his wasn't selected and somebody else's was. So I'm not buying into the fact that uh, that is, in fact, what the next God of War is going to look like. If it were true... So just hypothetically, um, I'm cool with it. I mean, I feel like they've kind of done Greek mythology at this point. Like, what's left? Yeah, who's left for Kratos well, I mean, to kill? The, the like, Norse,
1: Norse pantheon and the Egyptian pantheon would be the two. I mean, I, I, I mean, everyone says Norse. I would like to see them do Egyptian. Because yeah,
0: I would prefer that too. The
1: Egyptian stuff is
0: crazy. It is crazy. I mean, yeah. it, and
1: it's also really extra violent in uh-huh. a way that, like, you know, and, and he can do some weird stuff with the animal-headed gods and giant crocodile monsters that have the world on their back and yeah, they, you know, yeah. there's, there's there's some cool stuff you could do with the egyptian pantheon especially because like it's it's less familiar i think than the norse pantheon thanks to everybody knowing thor from marvel now. yeah
0: yeah it helps so yeah i mean i would not bank on that being the case and hopefully matt's right <laughs> yeah. it's egyptian and it's not norse but we'll see
1: um, Alex R one two three nine asks uh, asks me well they see you see me on the forums and what is my username my username on Sifted is Matt yeah and he so, posts in the comments for the show sometimes in comments sometimes like I don't I don't dig into it too much because I'm a very argumentative forum person and I don't, <laughs> and I don't want to piss all of you off basically I,
0: that's that's my uh, he does come onto the game face comments sometimes though you can tell he's got the the blue staff designation and everything so if you just want to scan yeah. through the comments to find him you can do it that way. Um, let's see.
1: Tanandigo asks, can Persona 5 save your team, Shane? I hope so. I'm starting to wonder if that game's coming out too, though. Me too. I mean... I would really like to play that game before the end of the year. If
0: we don't see it at E3 It's been a long time since Persona 4 Yeah. If we don't see it at E3 I, maybe another zero for me Yeah. I don't know. We'll see let's play Fire Emblem crossover
1: game That game sure turned out what I thought it was going to be when they announced it
0: Yep. Uh, let's see Let's just answer one more <laughs> What's the big red button for? Yeah, the shiny, jolly, candy-like button. Now you know. Here's one from. I think you tried to pronounce this earlier. Transper. Yeah. With disappointing sales figures of Sunset Overdrive, Tomb Raider, Titanfall, Halo Five, and pretty much all Xbox exclusives, do you think Microsoft might pull development cash of first-party games? No. And I only say that because Phil Spencer has basically said that He's been asked a question before and he's like No, it's the backbone of what we do And the lifeblood of what we do So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't see that happening at all um, Any plans for a third host? That's from Retro Pietro Probably not Kind of like this maybe, maybe bring in a guest or two during E3 Or something mm-hmm. like that And sit right at the
1: point of the yeah, table it is <laughs> just so jab, jab themselves in the gut the whole episode <laughs>
0: No, I mean, the, the format of this show from the beginning was designed to be two people. Um, I watched a show on ESPN called uh, Pardon the Interruption with just two guys, and I like the banner between the two of them. Uh, it helps you build a rapport with the other person and kind of work off and feed off of the other person a lot better. Um, you don't talk over each other. I think the number one complaint I always got over Invisible Walls was everybody talks over everybody, and Shane, you tell them to stop, and you, like, cut people off. Well, you don't get that here. It's just Matt and I. And, uh, so I don't have to worry about cutting him off or awkwardly wrapping up discussions or you know, it's always weird when you have people that ramble because you don't want to be the jerk, but you can see that they're talking in a circle and you can see they're saying the same stuff over and over again, but they're really nervous and they're excited and they don't see it. So they just keep rambling on and on. And then as the host, you're the guy to be like, okay, moving on, and then everybody hates you. They're like, why have you cut him off? It's like Nobody likes the moderator. Yeah. I like this two-person format, to be perfectly honest with you. I prefer it over the four and five people that we had on Invisible Walls. It just got too much to wrangle, and it's just... It makes the show a lot more streamlined, and we can always bring in people. Like, we used to do our deep dives and bring in people. It'd be fun to bring in Pactor, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like I said earlier in the show, we'll probably be talking to Pactor to do some stuff for E3. So, yeah. But otherwise, Game Face is probably just going to stay Matt and I.
1: And, uh, yeah, Daniel Kaiser. I, I enjoy Daniel Kaiser. It's just he's not really in town.
0: Much. Okay, they're asking. Can we please get introduced to Tricaster Dude? Yeah. All right, Sam, you want to roll over? So this is Sam. How do you pronounce your last name, Sam? Ruoko Ruoko Ruako. Ru-ako. <laughs> this is Sam, our Tricaster operator. How many episodes have you done now? Ten. 15. Yeah, Fifteen. yeah. Somewhere in there. He's good. He's our best Tricaster operator we've ever had by a wide margin. I'm not just saying that because he's here. <laughs> hmm. He does a really good job. Uh, he hit the ground running with. Our hey, podcast. that was me
1: a year ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so now you met him. You asked, you got it. There's actually a real human being sitting next to us, like running stuff. It's not just a big, uh, big scam. Everyone's like Sam hype. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Everyone's saying hello. My and Sam, what is picture. your, uh, what's your username on the site again? Wiffleballa. Wiffleballa. Mm. Yeah. So people always like ask me. They're like, and they're actually like, I've seen people. Like try to send messages to you by at tricaster guy. Like thinking that that was like your lo- your login name on the site, it's <laughs> not. That's and he's he. You wrote a blog about Mario Kart. I did. Like he's on the site, so yeah. find him, hunt him down. Maybe you should uh, post in this week's episode a game face so people can be like, there he is, and then they can figure out who you are and all that. So. That's good. So there you go. That's Sam. <laughs>
1: Somebody asked if this is a Crow shirt. Johnny Hurricane. Yes, it is a Crow shirt. This shirt is 22 years old. I got this when the, mo- when the first movie came out in 1994. And on the back it says Pain, Fear, Irony, Despair, Death. Yeah. Which is uh, great to
0: wear at the grocery store. <laughs> There's, everyone's saying TriCaster Guy is still available to new users if you, <laughs> want, if you want to change your, uh, your on site persona. So. Alright, that's it for this week's episode, but before we go, we have one thing we want to do. So last week, Mm. when I announced Sifted Elite, I said that anybody who signed up and uh, donated $50 or more would become a part of Sifted Elite. And one of the bonuses would be that I would mention them by name on an episode of Game Face. And people, there's the list. These these are the people (laughs) that donated $50 or more to sifted since last week like in six days so i just want to say holy cow you guys are freaking awesome i never dreamed the list would be this big when i said that we would name like every person i assume there would be 10 you weren't expecting 75 people no i didn't i didn't expect that but you know what i am going to hold true to my word i'm going to say every single user's name on this list and i know i'm going to mispronounce some don't hate me it's also kind of far away, and my eyes aren't what they used to be. So <laughs> if I mispronounce some of these, please forgive me. But here we go. A big thank you to every single one of these people, including Notsirk, Veneraba, Kareek, GIC, Elox, Itimbo, Blary, Sloth, Two Five Four Five, Suited Armor, Blade, Brad Burnian, Francis, Alex, Odin Five, Dyson XP, Casualty, David, Thriller Number no. One. Ben Stealthy J M Shane Clark Lord Flash 0079 Hasib 11M Curious Conjurer Aim Monster IGC 2 has one Joaquin Dragoon Best Jeppy Jorg Renard V Dizzle GIC Erebus Jones Alex R1239 Andy 3000 Cooper B21 Jan Ivar Toshman 666 Steen, AW08, Jor, Kevin, Royden, Alex, Bookhouse Boy, The Stand User, Vin Hill, Unfashionable, Zet Saber, Dimp Digital, VMix, Justin, Rigor Mortis, Mr. Sweet, Gojira, Barefoot Rat, Strikey, NZ, FSB, Alston, KDE Bolt, Charted 112, Chris, OMG, Mr. T. Retro Gunblade, Tappin, Wampler13, Dan Parsons, Flayra, Tomb Raiders, Tyler56721, Daniel Wally, Jay Thiessen, Nick Shelburne, and Lil Fish. <laughs> Woo! Yeehoo! Hit the button. You guys are awesome.
1: That was some real Unreal Tournament announcer stuff going on there after a while.
0: Thank you, party people. Thank you, Sifters. You guys are flipping awesome. Um, Just before we go, uh, working on merch, working on some shirts, um, one of the concepts I have going is that working on a couple different t-shirt designs, there will be at least one design that only elite people will be able to buy. Uh, You guys cannot put input onto the shirts. You're going to have to take what we offer. Um, Look, we're not going to make the elite shirts like the coolest shirts. We're going to make sure that all the shirts are really cool. Uh, But there will be stuff like that going forward on Sifted for just our Elite members. So it'll be more than this. Uh, But next week, anybody who... All the shirts are going to be green. yeah, Bright, bright green. (laughs) And I do feel kind of bad because (laughs) the people who, like, jumped right in and did Elite right away, they were all kind of clumped together in that huge group of people. Now the people who go Elite over the next, like, however amount of time, Mm -hmm. they get a much bigger spotlight. So... Just the kind of the way it worked out. I didn't want to kind of fetter all these names out. I wanted to thank everybody right away for their generosity. And once again, thank you so, so much for for uh, donating to the site. I really, really appreciate it. So any last famous words, Matt, before we get on out of here? Um, nah. Nah. All right. That's it. Game Face Episode 44 <laughs> is up and out.